boom welcome to uh waiting for game podcast presented by melee stats got here today with me my uh, my good friend my good friend from the northern hemisphere uh edwin budding himself and uh we have someone who formerly of the southern hemisphere normally of the southern hemisphere the uh the inventor of of terms that uh Probably shouldn't be said here. I guess you're not the inventor. I made these. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's the inventor. <laughs> I made these. Well, I, I think that you you were able to bring a lot of these terms to the to the melee world at large, so you might as well <laughs> yeah. take it. Uh, and you know what? You're also the guy who got me to start it off with Boom, which is a first. Yeah, but, didn't uh, say Boom what's going on YouTube like we originally planned on, but we'll take it. Yeah, well, the issue is that this goes live at twitch.tv and uh, slash melee stats and, and also on our YouTube channel, so... Oh, that's true. Boom. What's going on all streaming platforms? It's your boy. I mean, we, we could have made it work, but it's all right. We if could you have made it, it work. That's fine. Yeah. And also, I like how we're we're not um, we're not pigeonholing ourselves to, to just YouTube and Twitch. <laughs> I like the idea of all streaming platforms. Like, we're we flowing, might be yeah. on, you know, Africa or whatever. Well, um, are we going to list course... them all out or is saying that en- enough on its own? Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, of course, uh, you know first time for everything there's a first time to say boom and there's a first time to have this wonderful guest on the show we're talking to uh to sora after his star making performance at smash summit uh, 12 and uh a week before a possible star making performance at uh smash summit wait smash world tour 2021 what do you mean possible man uh i don't know can you can you make another star like turn after you've already done it i think you're already to be, star i did one, come right? dead last at summit so i don't think i don't think there's much to really beat there it's uh tying, it's a but... testament to how great you did and how many hearts you won over <laughs> no nah, that's one that was you... sick though <laughs> yeah. yeah well let's talk about it so this is you know this is pretty cool uh because this is the first time that we've seen you at an event with like this much hype you know you've been to genesis you did well there i think you uh you know you were at that BAM with, like, Prof and stuff. I believe you beat Prof there, Yeah, right? I did. So you had marquee wins, and you had performances that, if people were looking, they could find. But this was the first time that I think a lot of people really got to know you. Um, so tell me, like, let's let's start at the beginning. You know, what uh, what made you campaign for Summit? And, like, how, how was that? Uh, you know, obviously, you were the first one to make it of this one. How, how did that campaign go? So what made me campaign with Summit was we're going to come here anyway for... Um for for world tour um and i was like you know what like someone's only like one week before right like let's see if we can squeeze that in you know and so we were able to which is so sick um and that just kind of like was a nice precursor to smash world tour i just got a lot of knowledge in i was able to mass game which is god bless the perfect place to do that um so i'm pretty keen uh for how well the rest of the trip's gonna go because we're actually here for three months um, that was only like the first, second week, even of the trip. Um, it's crazy. It's just, there's just so much more gaming to be done. And it's sickening to think about, to be honest. Um, I was telling you before we went live that I do still love gaming. Um, as I legally have to say, I'm not tired of it at all. Uh, not even the slightest bit. I don't want to break. Yeah. But... No, this is a, this is a guy who loves gaming and it's true. uh, in a court of law, if pressed, yeah. will testify. if pressed, I will testify. Yeah. Um, fuck, what else was I going to say? I was going to say something about getting Edwin with the what's on your shirt bit, but 
I can't remember. You did. There's oh a lot God. of stuff. You didn't get me. You didn't get me at all. I was already looking down. This guy, this guy is stone cold. Down. He was not looking down. He looks stone cold no, straight dude. down. There's no proof. It didn't happen. Dude, you sounded like a like a Dissidia character, like taking fatal damage with a like, this can't <laughs> I be. I made no such up, dude. You did, dude. It was awesome. But um, oh no, dude. Uh, what made me want to campaign for Summit? And even the campaigning. The campaigning sucked ass, dude. I hate campaigning. It's like, you got to do all this stupid content. You have to like mass post on like all different forms of social media. It's just gross. Um, it's yeah, I, I just don't like it. You also there's just like some politics to go into it and stuff. Like you have to people are in your DMs. There's VIP vote hoarding. It's just an awful, awful process. And like I'm probably never gonna do it again to be honest because it's just too stressful. It's not sustainable. You can ask any of the people who nominate like went into the summit voting. It's just terrible. Um, yeah, it's it's evil. I'm happy I got in though. Woo! Yeah, yeah, baby. Uh, that was fucking tight. Um, the first, it's just a big relief because the next day I was flying out after the first pos- person got in, so I'm like, I'm gonna be on a plane and in transit for like 24 hours, so there's no chance I keep campaigning, right? So I was like, I need to fucking, I need to get in this, man, like ASAP. I had to take a little behind the scenes uh, manipulation. Uh, there was some potential lying to other people in the race but you know that's part of the game mm. we treat it like poker that's just how it that's, is that's part of it all man there's no rules may, to this yeah may have told geo i had more votes than i did things happen man i think he chose to believe me you know <laughs> look geo, he he's not mad geo's got a cursed geo made it so that's all he that, did that make it, matters yeah. uh and i think he will still complain about how he should have made it day two <laughs> not day three. he will do he actually should have <laughs> made it day two that was so fucked no, no, no. Here's the thing. There's no rules, right? Like, there's no should have made it. He put yeah. all of his trust <laughs> into a bunch of uh, SoCal Melee grinders and yeah, then trusted to them to wake up before noon. Yeah, that's a toughie. That's just probably the worst <laughs> mistake of his life. It's actually shocking that only one person didn't wake up. Really? Yeah, it was the only one one VIP away from getting in, and that one guy didn't wake up. <laughs> That's Which insane. is so fucked, yeah. But yeah, guy. I mean, like, you, you mentioned it here. Um, the, I think people always think of content uh, as, like, you got to do content to get into Summit, right? If you want to do mm-hmm. Summit voting, you got to do content. But I think that the meta, especially with this many VIPs, the meta just kind of changed to, like, greasing the right palms, right? Yeah. It's like, I think you could not make any video and you could still get into Summit. But uh, but yeah, how did that work out for you? Like, uh, you know, you, you got in first day, you know, you use some manipulation, you use some lies, but like, hmm. uh, what do you think was your key to success there? Just the mass public voting from Australia, to be honest, like having yeah. all like the initial push meant that like we had like a fighting chance against like the VIP hoarders. You obviously have to have some VIPs on your side as well, but that was a big thing. It's just like, we had a massive influx of just like raw, like natural numbers. You know what I mean? We also did our own merch line, which did really well. Like, cause the, no offense to Summit, the merch this year was terrible. It was trash. Like, oh my god, we were like, there was like 10 backers on the, I take his stock, like their stocks, they take mine, and they were all us, because we thought that shirt was so dog shit bad and funny that we bought them all, uh, which, <laughs> which is really funny, we just thought it was really good, but like, I don't know, like, that that kind of like stopped a lot of the natural votes, I think, like, this is obviously my personal opinion, you know, like, um, I'm, I'm very like, vocal about that and it's like anyone who did like the merch like props to them everyone likes their own thing but i i do really think that the merch this time was really weak um and that really helped us because our own line of merch did a lot better we kept it a lot simpler with a brand a lot of australians know and that was like a big spirit bomb for us that we kept tucked away 
which was massive. One thing I want to ask you just to sort of like fully contextualize what, what I'm about to bring up. Uh, so you, you're what you're, so you get into summit, uh, you've been to America before you, you, you've fought like top players here. So it's, and, and you've beaten them. So it's, it's not entirely alien for you to, to come to the U S and do well, or to have, have that kind of travel pressure at it. Mm. But in this case, like you actually got into like the most prestigious invitational in the world. Right. Mm. So no matter how you cut up bracket, you're always going to face like the cream of the crop. Like you were going to go up against a, a higher density of tough opponents than what, what you might've that, what you probably had at home or even at most tournaments coming here. So with that in mind, I want to ask you, um, like what, what were your goals for heading into summit? Like knowing how tough, tough it was going to be. I talked about this a lot. Um, whenever I was on the mic or anything like that, but I recently like have a pretty evolved mentality from like, I need to win this. This is everything. Um, Cause whenever we do visit, it's only for one month periods and only for one big tournament, like Genesis or something like that. And that immense pressure you feel where it's like, I'm not going to be able to come back for a year. This is make or break. It gets no one anywhere. It's disgusting. Like the emotional like weight of that. It's way too much. It's absolutely way too much. Um, and so this three month period, let me go in thinking, this is the start of such a long like journey, you know what I mean? Of like, there's so many tournaments, so many events I'm going to go to. This is just one learning experience. So there was almost no pressure going into that room of like, I need to make it right now or else. And it changed everything. Um, I was able to play pretty stress-free. I did get a pretty, um, at least outside of Gauntlet, I feel like two Foxes in Gauntlet was good for me. But um, prior to that, it was Falco, which is my worst matchup with Ginger. Uh, Zane and Kidoran, wow. which is like the double math pool. Um, <laughs> And then going into the next day, it was Tyler Swift for the main bracket, which is a box. We don't have anyone on the box back home and a Pikachu. It's like, well, fuck. That's like the the two like big things that are just like going to seal me there. But it's just like, even then I was like, what can I learn right now? Um, and I learned a tremendous amount, to be honest. I think that's the main goal of the whole trip, of that whole tournament even. And that was great. I had a great time too, um, which is another thing. You always got to have fun with this shit. Because I was like, what are you doing? You know, you're here for the bag? What bag, bro? Like, <laughs> well, you're trolling if you're like going to this stuff for, for mass amounts of money. It's mainly just for the fun. I mean, there's Summit. If there's yeah. a bag anywhere, I know yeah. this one wasn't Summit 11 level, but if there's a bag anywhere, Summit would be it. Uh, yeah, True. no, I mean, like, uh, I I think that a lot of people coming into this, um, this is like a cool Summit because uh, we're getting away from like, as much as I like these players, we're getting away from like S2J lucky, you know, the auto, you know, like automatically make it through voting. Um, and I think that we got a lot of people, I think that all of our, uh, all of our votings with the exception of Magi have never been in and Magi, it's like her second time. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, I'm not counting smash summit online. I think this happened last yeah. time we talked about it. I kept saying she, this would be her second summit. And everyone corrected me. Yeah. Uh, She's never, she stepped foot into the summit house. Twice. Yeah. Uh, and this is also yeah. the, oh, sorry. I was just going to quickly say, this is also the first summit that every single person who attended took a set, which is massive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the votings like tweeted out by uh, Melee Stats. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Um, which is amazing. My intern, like, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Fucking. Yeah. You know who told the intern to tweet it out? Regardless. No, you're right. Like the, the <laughs> level of uh, notoriety of these players, I think is is not as high as like people normally expect for summit. Mm. Uh, but what that means is that like, we get so many people who really deserve it. And like, you get to find out if you're someone who only watches Genesis only watches, you know, big house only watches summit. 
there's only so many people who you get to learn. You don't get to learn all the people who are out there grinding. And what's cool about recent summits, right? We had like Aklo, Logan, etc. You know, we had this whole summit class basically. So you get to learn all these people. Um, and the thing here is that I think everyone impressed. You know, coming into this, like it's incredibly hard to place <laughs> uh, an Australian in like a post spud world. You know, so I'm yeah. not sure uh, what expectations were for you coming in, but like I, I have to say that that what you're able to do at both summit and like the Verdugo surrounding, I think exceeded what all expectations I will say melee stats. We made uh, during the, for 2019 at the end of the year, you know, we all had ballots on the top 100 uh, mm. and we, we took an aggregate of what our top 100 would be. I think you were like 99. You made oh. it, dude. I got so we, on our ballots, we, knew. we were big believers. I got snubbed, dude. I got so snubbed. <laughs> I went over just like after that for like uh for Genesis and I farmed all the SoCal lower level players. I'm like, fuck, these guys are all top 100. These guys fucking suck, dude. Fuck you guys. Like, yeah, you had a nice we... little Steelcraft showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that was it. Now, I'm obviously just talking shit, but like everyone's also always fantastic. But I was like, it's just top 100 is extremely America biased, no matter what you can do about yeah. it, because that's yeah. just where it gets all the attention, mm-hmm. right? Like, no matter how unbiased you try to be, you simply just don't see enough. Um, there's even, we don't even play enough tournaments, right? Like back home. It's like, you can't actually just get a true, like, raw skill um top 100 it's just all off results and because america has so many tournaments it's just how it goes you're just going to see people play way more and they're just going to get way more experience with that stuff and that's just that's fine to be honest like especially now that i'm not really like i need to get top 100 that's my ninja way like i have to do this (laughs) for my sense that like fuck that like you know just play the game uh it's been way from way better so i don't really mind um i was gonna say though what was i gonna say i am pretty happy with how the summit run did there is a bit of pride there I was able to, mm-hmm. to get some stuff done, especially with Falco, because that matchup is so bad for me. I'm like, there's a way Falco can play right now that crushes me, and I was like, oh, shit. I hope he doesn't play like that, and he didn't. I'm like, yes! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sweet. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's really insane that you you come in here and you say that Falco's your worst matchup. Uh, mm-hmm. One, you beat Ginger. Two, what you took uh, Fiction to what? Like, game five? Twice or something? Yeah, yeah. I took him... I think it was... The first set was 3-1, and then the second set was game five yeah i also kind of kind of own squid and west balls to be honest they definitely got put to sleep on the setup but yeah (laughs) like i don't dude how here's the question how good are you at everything else if those are your bad matchups um it depends on the date fox is just stupid fox Mm -hmm. is a stupid matchup it can go either way at any time it's too high pressure to be honest um there's just like so many little things that can go wrong fox kills fox so easily reversals are just broken in that matchup um i'm all right against puff we don't have puffs at home i think marth might be one of my better matchups to be honest that um, makes sense yeah i i think there's some, i have some tricks that some foxes don't have at all um which i was able to kind of show this week even though i got like 3 would by zane right um he was even saying that like i learned a lot of stuff pretty quickly and it's just like i kind of feel like i have like an inherent understanding of what i want to do against marth i just need to play against top Marth more like, um, that's something I'm really excited for. I feel like I get the openings as well, but I just need to work on the punish. Like, I grab Marth, like, an insane amount. Um, at least that's what I feel like. I just need to figure out how to convert better, um, edge guard better. It's just so much stuff I can work on. But at least cracking Marth open right now, I feel pretty confident with. Yeah, I, I think, uh, like, just a lot of people don't know about Australia in general. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, everyone's like, uh, is he good for spaces? Is that a yeah, spacey yeah. region? Is it? Yeah, it's it's one of those like we're I can't really blame know, so. people to be honest. It's it's hard. 
it's tough, right? There's good, there's good players everywhere, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess like this is kind of a roundabout way of saying that um, expectations for you were kind of all over the place, but yeah, but you know, you you ended up doing like really, really well. Was this um something that you like? How did you feel about your performance here? I know that you you talked about how you view you know your mentality surrounding performances, but like, how did you think at the end of the day? Like, how how did you think you ended up doing? Nah, I was all right. It's not crazy. <laughs> it was like I would have liked to have beat Kadoran. I feel like I was kind of owning yeah. him for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like he was just making him grab in a lot of spots where I'm like that's animalistic that he pressed C there. Like I'm like what the fuck? I was like wavelining through him, like <clears throat> behind him, under him. I was like Dude, this guy's just pressing grab. Um, but I couldn't close it. You know he closed it on me. I'm like ah shit. You know like I can say anything I want, right? But he's still at the end of the day won the set. But I feel like. Mm-hmm. I'm so close to like some big breakthroughs, but like, because like we haven't had this experience here of like what people play like, I feel like my, the way I'm seeing the game is evolving so rapidly. It's like suddenly like the game looks so different, like what I can do with my opening, how to like, I'm getting opened up looks so clear now. Like things I thought were true aren't true anymore. Um, I have little tricks that only have been made in Australia. Like it's crazy. Like I'm, didn't think it'd go this well honestly i thought like slippy era would make it fucking hard like really hard to be any good i'm like these guys have just been nerd grinding for two years while i've been like sitting at home just playing fucking mcdougal and friends i'm like oh shit like it's tough like these guys like kadoran's playing like mango every day you know what i mean and i'm playing this fella right here (laughs) (laughs) it's just like it's just uh, like this guy's obviously pretty good but it's like it's a stark stark contrast for sure (laughs) for the listeners Sora is poignant. Sock. Oh yeah, I am. Uh, I'm like wojacking it. Sock my soy jacking it. Sock my son with a look at him. <laughs> oh, he's getting owned by Carpal Tunnel Right Hundred on their play though. <laughs> nah, but um, he's he's a good kid. He's he's definitely has a lot to prove as well. This journey isn't just for me, right? Mm-hmm. We've got Donnie and Sock here as well, which is so sick. It's gonna be such a good three months. Yeah, Sock had a really good sh- showing at the the first Verdigo that he went to. A, a yeah. couple of pretty big wins. Reverse three zero against Asashi, which Asashi still tilted about. Love that. I think he beat Casper also, right? <laughs> yeah, cleaned up Casper. Yeah. To be honest, kind of wasn't close, which is sick. Some big wins, especially just off the plane too, right? Like there's so much pressure going. Like you're so nervous and all of that, and just to have that composure. I'm, if, he's so young too. He's only 19. That's so sick. So yeah. um, one thing one thing I want to ask you, just a kind of a go back to summit for a little bit give us like the the listeners and viewers the general vibe of what the atmosphere is like at the event sort of like as a first you can talk about you know what it was like upstairs in the room during your matches you can talk about you know the friendlies room and everything sure just kind of paint paint a picture for us what it was like over the for two people who've never been sure it's (laughs) never uh, been invited day one's pretty interesting i was a bit like didn't really know how to play out. I was like talking to people. I'm like, yo, what's up? You want to play some games? Like top players? Like, yeah, all right, sure. No one really knew who I was the first day. Um, You know, I was just talking to people, just like being like, yo, I'm Josh or Sora. What's going on? Just saying all my highs and all that shit. And then day two, the the Aussie VIPs came in. Kalen, um, Sock, Donnie, and um, Dom Hines. And uh, my sponsor, Michael, came as well. Sorry, one sec. (laughs) And then I just like came something awoke within me and we like everyone's got their own friend circles at summit which is fair but everyone does talk to everyone but there's like the people you obviously want to talk to more right like you've talked to a lot and the aussie conglomerate was just growing every day 
like we were just like people would like chatting with us and like they would join our crew and then like it was just growing and growing and growing and by the last day it was just like the floor was just covered by australia and friends like <laughs> watching grand finals it was so good but um from day one it was like that kind of i don't really know anyone everyone's just kind of mass playing kodoran said to me this is the day you'll play the most melee in your life and he definitely wasn't wrong i definitely played a lot i played like Wizrobe. i played a set against hungry box that went to game five last stock it was really close I played, um, who else did I play? I ended up playing Leffen. Like, I was, I was just playing so many people, Frenzy. It was just, like, such a bombardment of information and really good quality friendlies that, like, I like you think it's going to be like that when you go to Summit, but it's intense when you're there. Um, you meet everyone there as well, like the Summit staff and everything like that. They're all absolutely fantastic people. Uh, super accommodating, especially with the whole food poisoning thing that I'll, I'll definitely get into a bit later. But, um, oh, man. But, yeah, no, day one is definitely, like, it's 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 weird you, you don't realize like you're like oh this is kind of going a bit slow like wow this has been a long day and then the four days just blink past you after that it's nuts let's talk about wheel of bullshit <laughs> no, i got no, fucking I... robbed man i got so robbed <laughs> so robbed dude why the fuck is there win instantly as a fucking panel that is so stupid that is so dog shit. It's also got... lose instantly. So <laughs> true. That is also true. <laughs> it's all fair. That's yeah, true. If uh, I got win, if she got win instantly, Magi, and I got lose instantly, you got lose instantly. Yeah, I would have. I think you would have been gone. Yeah, I would have hated <laughs> you would, it, dude. You wouldn't have come back from that food poisoning. Nah, that, that could have saved me. <laughs> that could have saved me, man. Nah, that uh, little bullshit was so fucking funny. Um, it was a lot of fun. I nearly got um clapped uh like clutched on by a niece uh free palestine in yeah the, uh, in the what's it called the jichu came out for yeah. a game mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah the rishi jungle jam is just i hate that format so much god damn it they're like this is to disincentivize camping and i'm like it just makes camping worse the it's, platforms uh, are crazy it's wild that we had that at like three <laughs> straight majors yeah <laughs> but but i i will not disparage yeah hey who who am i to say um uh, but yeah I, I think that uh one thing you mentioned about playing everyone is that um there's this mysticism about play styles that i think that in like a post slippy world doesn't really exist for a lot of the world um when when like most people can play a lot of people throughout the world like p- play people on a different continent the idea of like play styles being um like intrinsically linked to to like where you're from is this like this old school era idea. But I think um, the way people talk about Australia seems to be something like that. I think it's like an outsider's perspective is that like down there, they, they play crazy, you know, they play their own way. Um, we do, yeah. And, and yeah, I guess I, that's the, that's the answers my question. Like, I want to know um, like you, you, I think if you guys want to play anything, it has to be like four flame frame on slippy or something like that. Like yeah. definitely, something that is uh a little bit harder to to like play a different a uh, bunch of different play styles uh, but it seems like that created its own type of thing like what is the australian style 
It's it depends. It's it's we kind of have our own like sub styles and stuff while we're down there. We got our lame players and stuff. East Coast players are some of the lamest people I've ever played. Holy shit! They, those <laughs> yeah, guys do not approach. Here. It's disgusting. No, not like a, a like Australian East Coast players. American East Coast players. Oh, those guys okay. are so lame. I thought Australians were lame sometimes. That is unbearable. It's like what are you doing? Like you're down in stocks dancing on the other side of the stage. Get out of there. Um, nah, but for real, I think Aussies um. There's a bit of like bashing if you play really lame, to be honest. You'd be like, fucking approach, can't. Like, fucking just get to the other side of the stage, mate. Like, I'm just sitting in center. You're just sitting in the corner, mate. And like that definitely incentivizes people to approach, which honestly is a plus one for bullying. Um, always think bullying is justified, especially if it makes people approach and super smash brothers melee. Um, this is my guy right here. I, I have, this is music I have said to my this ears. multiple times to multiple people. Uh, to an extent that might be worrisome, but no, I, I love yeah. bullying. I'm very pro bullying. I'm glad we're uh, team hey. bullying is pog. Um, I'm glad we can all come together and just understand that. Yeah. How yeah, long have especially... I been in the, I've been in the scene for like seven years or something like that. I got bullied and now it's time for my turn to bully other people. Yeah. It's you, all just I mean, like, you've been yeah. there long enough. You can bully whoever you want. Yeah. You have to, you have to be there long enough. If you try to bully people off roof, they don't like that. That's weird. And then you get bullied for that. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's exactly wait, what there, happened to me. There is one thing that, uh, we, you and I always used to talk about this. Like, when you've seen enough melee and like you've been around for a while, there are some things that like used to be kind of novel when you were getting new into the scene that just over time you, uh, it like kind of loses its charm completely and you just like don't want to see it at all. Like, it, like, when it comes to Summit or even just like a major, it's like, do you want to see a Mario player like fireball camp like someone else for like six minutes in top eight? Like, no, of course not. Like, I, I don't want to see that. Like, yeah, the, the specific example that I remember uh, is me and you are at Shine. I think it's 20. I want to say 2019. Uh, I think it's in the not Boston, but I could be wrong. Uh, and it's Calvar versus a rookie. A rookie. Yep. And I'm just like, dude, I don't want a Mario to win. I know it's like fun. Right. And like Marth. It- we're. We don't like Marth, so like Mario beating Marth, that's fun. I know it's supposed to be, but like, dude, I don't want to see a Mario win. I'm past that point in my life. Yeah, no, eventually <laughs> you grow up and you realize that you actually don't want to see the plumber take a dub. It's just yeah. not worth it. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Who wants to see that? Like, oh my god, he fireball came through for eight minutes. Yes! Yes! It's like, no, I'm okay, thank you. I would rather watch the, the fox get tippet or something. Like, I want to watch the game. I will say, uh, I... It's like, you know, cliche to say you hate mid-tiers and everything, but there's a reason why everyone says it, right? There's a reason why it's cliche. That being said, I still get excited every time I see Amsa play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's different, though. Like, that's not... That's like a... Like, Yoshi's borderline a high tier, right? Like, I think the era of, like, Yoshi is not... Like, is a a mid-tier is kind of dissipating, right? Especially in, like, this new age. We've just, like... Amsa's just shown that Yoshi can, like, keep up... You can, I think he's top ten easily. Yeah, you can yeah, argue. Yeah, easily. Sure. Like it's definitely not contestable. Um, you can argue that like, yeah, it's just Armster that's carrying Yoshi. So Yoshi's actually not that good. I don't think I agree anymore. Like Yoshi's kind of crazy. Like the matchup spread's not as awful as people think. Yoshi, um, Armster three owed H box this week, which is yeah. absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Like, what exactly does pretty well against Marth? Does pretty well against both the spaces. As we again also seeing this week, it's like what like are we peach i guess like yeah maybe but like i don't know i i think yoshi is like not really that 
mid-tier that we really thought he was anymore. I think he's super slept on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he definitely is like up there with the other characters for sure. Um, but it is cool to see an underrepresented, underrepresented character, especially like that, uh, playing at like the highest level, right, and crushing the best players in the world. It's so sick. But it would be cringe if it was Mario, who doesn't have any portions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very well, true. One, one thing I want to mention about Yoshi that really puts Ansa as like a truly marvelous player. I think it's the fact that, like, you're right. I think he he's up on a mountain as far as, like, contributions to Yoshi go. But I will say, we've seen, like, Yoshi's kind of break into break into some kind of noteworthy level of play in the U.S. We've seen, in, in North America especially, we've seen people like Whiskers, like, I was do pretty Whiskers, well. Yeah. We think B-Sim. We see even Mono to, to, to a lesser extent. Like, just, mm-hmm. there are good Yoshis now. Like, if... If you're in the top 50 or if you're just a really if you're a good player like you're not going to get caught off guard because you don't know how like how Yoshi's jump works or whatever like you're pretty yeah. good and you've probably played against a, a few Yoshis before. And I'm I'm saying this because I think like when Amsa comes to the US it's just like you know this guy is not you can't gimmick your way into a victory against like into consistent victories against like Sfat and Mango. It's like yeah. you're beating them, you're outright beating them. Like you're yeah. you've you've earned your spot. And I have seen, and I've doubted Amsa too many times. You're a, you're a big doubter. You've you've been yeah, a big I was. doubter. I think yeah, you've, I, you've changed. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've completely changed. You've seen changed. the light. I thought at the at the end of day one pools, I genuinely thought, dude, like Amsa might actually win this event. It was very, everyone it was, was very, saying that. Yeah. Even Mango was saying that. It's it's truly insane. Like we we talked about how Edwin's a doubter, and it's like that's probably for a, like a years was a pretty reasonable position uh hey before the show edwin kept talking about how reasonable he is <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, he loves to talk about how reasonable he is but it was right like you know the performances that ams is able to put up had really high peaks and then you'd see him you know we don't we don't talk about when he would get like 33rd or something or, or you know we don't talk about nah, what he'd like i mean obviously the famous mlg where he got like reverse 3 would by everyone um mm-hmm. which i guess we can talk about another guy who got reverse 3 would we'll talk about that later but um the the days of like amsa um you know like he would have these performances and they'd seem kind of off like it seems like he would peter out um and then those are just kind of done like he'll have this thing where every time he goes to japan he'll come back and everyone's just like yeah but how good can he be right like yeah. we haven't seen him for six months. Can he still be that good? And I don't know how he does it, but every time he comes back from Japan, he's better. Like it's <laughs> he, he just gets better too. It's like yeah, he's the seventh best player in the world. How like he has not played in a year? How much better can he be? And it's like oh wait, now he's like fifth best. I don't, dude. I don't know what we're dealing with. Yeah, uh, this performance. Yeah, I mean like we used to joke about it once. Axe won a major. We we're like okay, I guess Amsa can too. But I I think it's like real it's it's more real than ever and i think that that you know he did run into some roadblocks and that's the thing he will have top player roadblocks um but his ability to like erase his roadblocks over time is like incredible because if you talked about like problem matchups for him like you know two three years ago um he already has some of those on lock and it's insane to see the the changes that he was making in like the captain falcon matchup against wizzy someone who for a lot of people that's like an auto win for wizzy uh, yeah but but he like never he like, truly there's never an auto win on amsa even though he's like 
not a, really you know as good of a character as some of the others it's it's really insane and i feel like every time he goes away he comes back with like some new weird tech <laughs> and then like it's gone like he'll six months later he'll like never use it again he'll just use this other weird thing i like i truly don't know how he can keep finding this weird yoshi tech but he always does and he always just does amazing um did yeah. you get a chance to play amsa at all no i actually didn't get a chance to play amsa oh. he was talking a lot about egg doinking though um it's like the new tech he's been it was kind of working on it a lot in japan i don't think we saw it in tournament but i saw it a lot mm. in friendlies um has he did he talk anything about it on the couch i didn't hear much of what he was saying on the couch i've never heard of egg doinking do you want to yeah, tell us go into it egg doinking yeah so it's like you know how when yoshi's on the ledge right he can like he does like you know the le- egg stall or whatever mm-hmm. the egg kind of comes like under him like he's able to throw the egg mm-hmm. under him and it kind of gives him like a boost up onto stage um the egg after it pops because you know how it makes like a little explosion mm-hmm. it's like a gust of wind comes out of it and pushes like yoshi back on the stage it's like an invincible ledge dash because yoshi has a bad double jump um for ledge dashing at least but it has like 14 to 15 frames of gallon which i've never seen before um and yeah and he called it egg doinking he wasn't a- it's That's like frame ridiculous. perfect yeah yeah he he wasn't able to pull it out in tournament but um yeah no it's it is it is really crazy yeah yeah, he's going to egg doink his way to fucking Genesis yeah, I, 8. Yeah, he, he says he's going to pull it out at Genesis, um, the egg doinking. Um, he said he's opened to DMs on Twitter as well about egg doinking, so I would definitely recommend hitting him up about it. He's making like a video on it. Yeah, Dude, it's, uh, it's commendable how he, he like, he will always, and he does this solo as a thing, right? You know, we talk, Japan's still good. I still think Japan has good players, but like no one near the level of him. And for, for his ability to go away for months at a time, egg doink in his room alone for yeah, you know, yeah. fucking eight hours a day, and then just bust it out on stage in America. Yeah, doink it on it, stage. It works. Yeah. yeah. I, you can't teach that, honestly. It's something that just like <laughs> comes can. like intrinsically to you. And like, you have to have the passion I want to do to, to doink every day, you know? Like that takes a lot of fucking energy and precision some days and you I don't, don't want to doink but you gotta yeah, you have to if you want to play at that level and beat mango you get a doink daily um yeah but <laughs> egg doinking. yeah definitely please dm armso about egg doinking he would he's kind of right. there is going to be videos about it but he he's really open to, to talking oh, okay. about it edwin are you anti-doink uh I, I feel like we're in the middle of this really weird bit, and I don't want to entertain this anymore. I'm just talking about Amsa doinking in his room alone yeah. for like eight hours. Yeah, eight to probably ten, to be honest. Probably ten. You well, know, you... Cody talks about how he it's... he's like grinds for eight hours straight. I don't think that it has anything on Amsa doinking for ten hours straight. Yeah, I I don't think I could last that long, to be honest. I think that would absolutely crush me. Um, yeah, anyway. And I can barely doinking. doink to begin with. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, how he does it! <laughs> one thing, uh, one thing. On a serious note, uh, one thing, <laughs> one thing that I think is kind of a nuts about Amsa that I at least noticed in some of his matches. I feel like his combo game on FD just blew up. It became like yeah. twenty. It became like twenty times as strong as I remember it ever being. And like, if I'm not Sora, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm not mistaken, but like FD is considered like a pretty uh, unambiguous, like strong counterpick stage for Fox versus Yoshi, right? And he was like. He's kind of giving us fat the hands on that stage, and his his combo game in general just looked really just unusual. I don't know if it's because I hadn't seen him seen him in a while, but it felt way stronger than anything I remember. 
The thing is with FD is like it's such a double-edged sword against Yoshi because like <clears> you said, his combo game was just absolutely feral. Um, it's like different where you would pick FD against like Sheik, right? Where her punish game is good on all stages because tech chasing doesn't put people on platforms and shit like that. But um, because like, because that actually doesn't matter, right? If it's FD or not, you're still going to tech chase the same. But the thing is with Yoshi is his punish game goes nuts. He just loses mass amounts of shield drop. Is What are you smiling about? No, I just, I just, I just remembered egg, egg doinking. Or you don't like egg doinking? What's wrong with egg doinking? He put so much time into learning this. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to be able to do a pot if you don't appreciate Arms' hard work. There's so much time goes into this. That's disgusting behavior. Uh, for a serious guy, like you said before the pod. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. For, for a responsible, serious man. Yeah. The fact that you are not able to talk about doinking with a straight face. Yeah, I mean, everyone does it. Everyone doinks. <laughs> Normalized doinking. <laughs> Masculine um, urge to fucking doink. Egg doink for 10 to 12 hours a day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this guy's fried. He likes it. Oh, no. I've broken the Melee Stats podcast. Okay. Dude, I knew that. I told him. He was too excited before the show. I knew something right, was going to happen. He came to the show. He was all, like, giddy. I, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't oh. know it was going to be doinking, but I knew right, something. I'll never talk about doinking again. Honestly, oh. I, I assumed that, like, he'd go off on a tangent about, like, a 30-minute tangent about how important Linkin Park's first album was. I thought that would be it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's for later. That's, that's Yeah, for later. I, was like, I don't even know when oh, you're, why shit. you're going to bring that up. Let me know but, when uh, you're in the mood. Something might come up. Um, but nah, for real, FD, uh, like it does take away a lot of like Yoshi stuff because a lot of people probably don't know, or maybe do know, Yoshi suffers no hit stun on his shield or shield stun even. Um, so that's why his shield drop game is just absolutely insane. Like no other character can really compete with how easy, because you can shield drop anything at the same time, right? Like you can shield drop like a, a jab and mass tipper F smash as if they were the same move, which is insane. Um, and taking that element of difficulty out of shield dropping is massive. Or it's like variance, right? So you taking that away from Yoshi is good because he has no out of shield options either. But again, all he needs is four openings and he goes absolutely crazy on you. This dinosaur is doing the fucking blam, all that shit. It's like, Jesus Christ, relax. Hit you with the, I, I don't know what sound he makes when he down smash. It's like, huh! or something like that. But that's not fun to deal with. And when Can I you do that again? The, huh! Like I want to mention, uh, Edwin, I think you're at like four stars in GTA right now. You just left it. You like literally took your headphones off laughing about egg doinking, which is a normal thing that everyone does. Uh, and then you coughed on Mike without muting yourself. You're dude. I'm, I'm about to, to kick you out of this. Yeah, oh, dude, no. a, We're going to have to phone a friend here. You know, I'm going to jump out too. It's going to be a solo Sora cast. Boom, what's going on YouTube. See, I do the whole thing too. You did it. You honestly, we might just give waiting for game over to you tonight if it works out well. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll yeah, just be called waiting for Sora. <laughs> I think it can still be called waiting for game, but yeah, I, I don't that. like waiting for Sora because I'm, I'm already. <laughs> yeah, I guess it, it makes it sound yeah. like a Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I don't know. Was it you guys I told about? No. So um, I was speaking with PPMD and Tof earlier today, and I was like, oh, I like your profile picture. We're kind of the PPMD like... and Tof of. Uh... <laughs> Of podcasting, I'd agree. Yeah, in a way. I was gonna say, we're yeah. not the PP and Tofa melee because that's them. <laughs> yeah, but um, he was like, he has a Kingdom Hearts profile picture of Sora. And I'm like, oh, I like your profile picture. He's like, oh, what's your your tag for? And I'm like, oh, fuck, because it is from Kingdom Hearts, and I hate that. But I just tell everyone, it's like, oh, it's like Japanese for Sky, and they're like, oh, okay. 
But if you tell people, like, it's from this fucking character with fucking big clown shoes on, stupid anime hair, it's like, no, dude. I was young and dumb. I was young and fucking dumb, and I can't take it back. I've tried, believe me. But it's stuck, dude. Josh Man. Josh Man is also good. The Australian crowds bless me with that one. Is it Josh Man or is it Joshman? Uh, either or, actually. So, <laughs> okay. most people say Josh Man. Um... The slime gang will say like like the slime Anthony and Aiden will be like Joshman, or to say mm-hmm. very very like curt and sweet and sharp even, but yeah, it, Joshman's really good. It's got a like the crowds will be like Joshman, which I like a lot. I think that's sick. It's like a it's a much cooler cheer. I like that. But yeah, that I didn't like that one too much to be honest. I kind of missed the old Sora tag. It's just stuck with me now, dude, and I hate it. <laughs> I, wish I, could do I think uh, I think because of Edwin's uh, childish reaction to egg doinking, I think we're a little. <laughs> oh, so we, we talked about we talked about AMSA. Uh, this is a pretty amazing tournament, right? There's so many incredible sets that were going on here. Um, you know, let's uh, let's talk about. So obviously, day one, <laughs> you were a little busy, but there were still some amazing sets. I don't know if you got to see any of them. I don't know if you got to to like look back at any of them. Um, also, of course, day two still continued pool matches. Um, like Amsa, Amsa definitely was the story of that. We're, we're not going to mm. act like he's not. He went nine one in games. He he won his pool beating Mango three owing S Fat, uh, and probably like the hardest pool that he, you know, that that was out there. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I think it's the the entire uh, tournament was really cool because like, <laughs> here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this pool. I want to talk about Group C. Mm. Um, this was the only one where we got to see the best of three tiebreakers because we saw Magi and Null tie, and then we saw Wizzy and Leffen. And I think Leffen's story in pools was like the the whole idea is Leffen comes in, he's a third seed. People aren't sure if that's even too high. People are sure if that's like you know he should be below H box or something. Um, mm. So it's all about like he's got to earn this right because Leffen's back. We haven't seen him since Summit Nine or whatever. Um, and he comes into this, and he looks pretty shaky during some people. You know, against some people. Um, but uh, he goes up 2-0, 2-0 in that Wizzy set. Mm. Uh, and it really looks like he's back. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, or fortunately yeah. for some people, uh, there, there's a little bit of a swing. But, but like, what was the... You know, once again, you, <laughs> I believe during these sets you were uh, in a bout of food poisoning. But, like, what was the general consensus or among the like what was how did the, the people feel going into this event about Leffen? like was there like a a murmuring around him not really to be honest like everyone kind of just like instantly understood that like Leffen was like just back right and everyone like yeah he, he kind of proved that he was like back as well like he had really close set with mango uh another toughie another yucky <laughs> reverse that we, we we hate that and I, I feel his pain being like an international with that shit especially someone in his case where he has touched the the, the roof right like he's mm-hmm. been at the the, the summit. Ah, ah, ah. Oh man, yeah, that didn't get anyway. Edwin. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. stick to the doinking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just drop a doink and he'll just start crying again. But um, yeah. no, but like, I, it's just painful, you know. Have like, lovely could... response to doink. <laughs> yeah, for anything really. <laughs> you don't have but... a lovely response to anything. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, even no matter what you say, if you if you need a good reaction from me, just bring up doinking. Yeah, yeah, just be, just say like a really two out of ten bit, but just end it with doink. 
<laughs> see the fucking the, the yeah, like a stand-up comedian of sorts. Um, fuck, what was I saying? Yeah, but um, well, we're yeah, talking he, about left end, yeah. Yeah, he's just like someone who has like been there and just being so like he had who was going in and we were talking and he was saying like, you know, I'm trying to like because I was talking about my mentality and stuff and he's like, yeah, like I'm just like not expecting myself to win. I'm just gonna do the best I can, you know, like and I'm just like gonna see what happens. The thing is, he was so close to. Are like outdoing his mm-hmm. expectations, and for that to like, for it to be something you don't care about, into being right in front of you, into being ripped away, is extremely painful. Um, definitely punched a wall when he came downstairs. I actually remember that because I think he played Wizzy day two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was the that was a tiebreaker mm-hmm. set. Yeah, um, which sucks to be honest. Uh, to have to lose both that and they're both last. And I think that was both too. sets. That was yeah. yeah both last stocks it's just heartbreaking i can't imagine being in his position especially with how much variance everything has had for him uh, it's just mm-hmm. so tough um yeah i don't know i just i feel really bad for him group c was a, definitely a toughie especially for geo as well beating magi in the best of five and then mm-hmm. losing a best of three and that's that it's like come the fuck on yeah it's uh you know so this is one of the things i think is really cool about summit is that they always want to try stuff um so like i i like don't like to get on them for for what they try, because like, if you don't try something, then it just stays the same. Uh, but this is definitely kind of something that if you already have someone who has a frustrating performance here, that just compounds it. Right. Um, mm. The thing about Leffen is like, you, you talk about his losses. He loses to Wizzy. He loses to IBW. He loses to Mango. And he made fun of the whole, Hey, I lost to first and second, you know? Um, but like, if you look at them, it's not that bad, but th- the way that it was done, right. It was every one of them was a reverse three L. And there was a tiebreaker, which also went to last game. Yeah, it's just like, it seems mentally taxing. And um, we, we talked about mentality before with some players. Um, we have not talked about it with like major level players, like major winning players. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I wonder like how it is for that. Because a lot of players who I've talked to who are able to like have a healthy view of it, um, they kind of view it based on themselves right they like they view their own performance based on how they think they're going to do as opposed to like what a 13th and a major means right Mm. um and i think that that's like a really healthy thing that works for some people it lets them continue to play this game without like pulling your hair out every time you uh (laughs) you like lose to you know whatever character um but when you're looking at someone like leffen who is you know uh top five in the world possibly like uh you know, in terms of results, who knows, maybe top five in terms of potential, you know, and just like general skill level. Yeah. He's, he's been a top five player forever. Uh, it's hard to like, know what going into an event like this, like how, how, like what expectations are. Um, but yeah, that, yeah, that's a really cool, I, I think that, you know, we, we've not heard um, like an in-depth idea of what his expectations were going into that. So that was a really cool insight. And I'm glad that he was able to talk to you about that. Cause like, yeah, yeah. Um, like a, a look into that is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we're kind of in a really similar spot, right? Like both being yeah. from the weaker mm-hmm. region. So I guess I was like, how, like, I was just like, how do you do it, man? Like, what do you reckon? He's like, we well, got to play a fuck ton. And I'm like, Ooh, anything else, man? Like other than actually <laughs> playing the game, like what's the secret? That's the classic with people. You're like, what's the secret? He's like, I play 12 hours a day. You're like, ah, oh, but any, any tips though? Like, What's the fast track? The what? You just have to work ten times harder in smaller regions. It's so fucked. Yeah, you had a you had a very nice uh, like podcast with Pip Pipsqueak. 
mm. about this this like very topic that I would definitely recommend to people if you're mm. about like how top players from obscure regions or or not so active regions tend to kind of prepare for bigger events and improve. Yeah, it's really hard. It's like you just we just said like oh, a lot of the Americans are really lazy, which is just true. Um, a lot of them just kind of cruise through you know what i mean like they're just like yeah i'm playing best like the best practice in the world already why do i have to put any more effort in um so that's kind of it's kind of really infuriating because we would kill for that level of practice consistently you know what i mean um so we just have to like look at that and go it's not over for us because we have other avenues to kind of close the gap you know what i mean or even like make a gap on these guys for those who are getting that top level practice still so um, it's not all doom and gloom in these uh, smaller regions, to be honest. We we find our own way, and I be I'm actually excited to see what Australians do at Genesis, to be honest. Especially the likes of like McLeod, um, mm-hmm. oh, who's coming sick. as well. Yeah, he's a fantastic player, really good peach who just loves the game so much. So I'm um, with like 15 Australians coming to Genesis. It's gonna be fucking tight. Especially on the four square courts, it's gonna get a little bit. Yeah. Little bit okay. So <laughs> let's talk about the squares. Yeah. Let's talk. Um, let's get real. I have been, uh, I've been attending majors since 2017. Uh, I try to, I've gone to, you know, every year I've gone to multiple majors. And this is not me trying to brag. This is me trying to say that, like, I have seen the squares pretty often. And uh, I'm, I'm scared away. I don't, I don't know if I know what they are. And I think I do. Because, like, we have, in America, I mean, I assume this, this transcends borders but but like four square is this just four square with a handball oh, i've been it's... too afraid to ask so what four square is it's australian handball um we don't use your big kick balls that's the mm-hmm. baby ball or whatever you guys do you have to hit it in your square first we use a little tennis balls sh- like rubber ball um have to bounce it in your square first um and that's pretty much the gist of it if it bounces in your square twice you're out if you hit it in their square like before it bounces in yours you're out it's pretty simple rules, and once you're in the mix, you kind of get a feeling for it. But it's probably the best game ever made. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah above melee, says Sock and I. Um, it's just it's ridiculous. Like the we brought it over last Genesis, so Genesis uh, seven. Wait, was, was that the first time? Yeah, we brought it over. That's uh, insane. One of our mates, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I saw it there, and I that's was just funny. like, okay, I don't know what this is. Yeah, I'm one too of our free. mates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a ball in his bag, and he was like, um. Oh, you want to play some uh, some handball? Because we just call it handball. I'm like, yeah, all right. And we were staying with Ludwig uh, and Nick and Slime and all that at the time. And they were just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? We're like, oh, you want to play? They're just like, yeah, all right. And they just fell in love. Nick Envy especially fucking fell yes. in love in a heartbeat. He dude. was the guy. I saw him set it up. I saw him with the tape. Yeah, that he was... has the tape and a dream yeah. every single major. And I'm so <laughs> glad it lived on. That game is so fun. Seriously, if you see this game... At any major, just walk up and ask if you can play, or just get in the line because we'll teach yeah, you how to play. Yeah, currently there's a huge line. I was at main yeah. stage. There's an intense line. Yeah, uh, the I want you fun. to explain to me what what a ghosty is. Oh, it gets a little. Are we just going to be going down the list? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the ghosties oh, are boy. a bit spooky, though, bro. Like uh, ghosties are the most important one. Um, there's devious line ghosties. Um, the devilish, like over the court double clap ghosties. There's a lot of things. Um, <clears throat> ghosties is when you, someone's like getting the ball, like served to them or like about to hit the ball, and you like you don't step in their square, but you like pretend mm. to hit the ball. Like you reach over to their square and pretend to hit it. You can't touch the ball because otherwise it's yours. Um, and it like fucks them up, and they like might screw it up or something. And that's called a ghosty. Um, you can do it from the line too, where you go like, oh, one more rule or something like that. 
Um, and it just ruins people. The one more rule, um, Ghosty, on new players is evil. Because they have to get back in the 30-man line after choking. I love it, though. It's so funny. Ghosties is sick. I feel like Edwin doesn't like Foursquare, though. Have you ever played? No, never. Well, that explains Wait, that. Have you, have you played Wall Ball, Edwin? Uh, that sounds really familiar. I'm, I'm sure I played it at some point in the past. Do you remember your childhood, Edwin? Barely. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's I was soft. definitely in the library like reading reading where you're, whenever people are doing this. They were like playing you, wall ball with the wall of the library and you're like, keep it down. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that was definitely read, me. Bro. God damn it. We can <laughs> fix you though, bro. There's still time. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll get like a uh see I think the thing is we talk about how to get new melee players into the game, right? Uh the conversation for maybe how to get new squares players in because it's intimidating you see 30 people online you see that you see we're gonna make more courts we've got some plans dude yeah there's got to be an amateur court because i get in there if i i see a 30 person line and i see nick nick envy and i see nick yingling and they're both on there and then you know throw two, you know whoever else i'm like i'm never getting on here and if yeah. I get on, I'm immediately getting eliminated. You're in the hot seat straight away. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Don't worry, we'll have you a we'll amateur, have a amateur's amateur bracket. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna bring it to Smash World Tour, and I guess that we're proud to announce. Um, I'll be the TO. Uh, we'll have signups. I'll give you the signup sheet. Um, at the front desk. Thank you for, I... for organizing that. Now, man, I appreciate it. You've agreed to course, it legally. Of course. All right, sweet. So that's that's announced at Smash World Tour. Can we actually have Foursquare there? We're gonna bring tape. Uh, yeah, you can do whatever you want. No, yeah, I, I won't say that. You yeah, can have force. Whatever we want. I don't know yeah, what I'm opening myself up to. Nah, it's too late. He's already said it. And it's caught in 4K saying it too. I don't think we... Uh, no, we're like a 1080p type of channel. Oh, shit. Caught in 1080p. That's still enough. <laughs> no the one says that. Yeah, you can oh, still man. catch it. I was actually going to ask you boys, what was Summit like as a spectator, to be honest? Like, specifically, I'm curious. As Americans who, like you said, didn't know what you were looking for from like how i was playing going into it what was it like well we knew you'd be good we're the smart guys might have yeah 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 but what was like the the chat experience you know when i'm just like especially when i beat old jinjo you like that so uh i'll let you in on some i i can't speak for wheat but i can say for me when i watch events i uh i never have chat like twitch chat on but in the Melee Stats uh, public Discord for just like fans of Melee Stats, we usually talk there like yeah. a, about sets that are that are ongoing. So I, I can say that for pools, like it was definitely interesting seeing like the Discord chat, like basically like uh, just have messages nonstop during some of the early sets. And it, it's a bit of a different vibe there because everyone there like super hardcore watches Melee and like they all like most of us know each other. Mm -hmm. So I can't really say for the Twitch chat experience, but I, I will say like when you 3-0 Ginger, that was really exciting because we had been like, like uh, I, I don't want to make a claim right now without looking it up, but like we, like a ton of casual people in the server or just like not even Melee Stats members had been like recording your results for like two years. Yeah. So it's like we had, we had stuff all the way from like 2019, like, you know, saying like, oh, Sora with like the Fox icon or whatever in Discord, like. 3-1 Davox or something, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah. we've been following you for a while. So it's like, by the time, when, when you came to the States again, like, we were all pretty excited for it. Like, talking about, oh, like, Sora's going to Summit. Like, oh, he just went to Verdugo and beat, like, all these, like, top players and stuff. Like, oh, this guy's nasty. Like, he, like, yeah, it was like, sick. All... So when you did it to Ginger, it was, it was pretty fun to see, like, that. Yeah, it was so sick the day after out. the food poisoning, too, because I was just like, I'm so fucked. I was so cooked that night. I was just like, 
munting, which is vomiting, uh, uncontrollably. Like, I'm like, this is so fucked. Wizzy's like, how you going, man? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing great. And he's oh, just like, oh, shit. that's bad. Yeah. Summy stuff definitely clutched for me, though. They're like, you want to play later today? I'm like, I cannot get out of this bed. They're like, you play tomorrow, man. I'm like, oh, yes, dude. So that was huge for me because none of this would have happened if they didn't do that. So big shout outs to those boys at Summy. Um, definitely clutch for me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I was I was really happy with it, to be honest. Like, I think it was 3-1, but I was like, fuck, like, you know, I was playing with Albert, and Albert was giving me a bunch of advice and stuff, kind of cleaning mm-hmm. me up a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, this is getting scary. Um, but no, I went into it with a lot of confidence. I could tell he was playing a bit off, too, so I kind of went as hard as I could. The Ghidorah set is one that definitely was so close. It was just like, in, like especially on that last stock, I was like spacing around every single fair, like grabbing him, grabbing him, grabbing him. And I'm like, how the fuck have I not just won yet, dude? I've done enough. Just give me the dub. I was so tough. I was reading chat for that one, though. I'm like, oh, you boys like that? That is like the movement. Whoa. Because I was like doing a bunch of wavelands that like, no, mm-hmm. I don't think many other foxes do that. It's more like a Ganon thing, someone said, which is really funny. Um, it's really funny for my fox to be compared to Ganondorf. But um, I thought that was really cool that people were like liking what they see. And people liked what they heard on the mic too. Just some dopey Australian kind of saying all sorts on the mic. They love that. It's pretty you funny. You know, there were... There was one other, uh, there's one other set in pools that I that I want to get your take on, and we I want to get your take on this also because I think one of the like this almost kind of went under the radar because of how the rest of the tournament turned out. I could not believe Sfat beat Mango, I and mean, they beat him pretty solidly yeah, in pools as well. Yeah, that was absolutely feral. Like, um, I he was just playing so hot. Like that's people saying that's the best he's ever played, um, and I I kind of agree to be honest. He really just crushed him. Like, the last game especially, I was like, well, this is just straight up over. Like, insane to think about. There's no mango factor. Especially just playing straight too good. Um, which is nuts, man. Like, which is absolutely nuts for, like, for him to finally do something like that. Uh, he's done it before. I'm pretty sure he's been mango in mm-hmm. the past. Um, but to do it again at, like, such a big tournament is insane. So, massive yeah. props to that guy. And, and when he beat mango in the past, like, that that was in, what, like, 2016? Yeah. After that, he had lost... He had not only lost like eight or nine sets or whatever, the last six times they played were three O's. Like they were not close. Like it wasn't that he was just like losing to him, but he had beaten him before. It was like he was losing to him so bad that like when he beat him before, it basically didn't matter. Like it said nothing about their their future chances. So so I I thought that was like genuinely one of the I would have uh I would have honestly had S Fat as like a huge underdog heading into that scene. Like yeah, if it wasn't for sure. If it wasn't like Zane territory of being like an impossibly tall order, like or, or perceived perceived to be an impossibly t- like you basically like need something to, you need a bunch of things to go your way to win that set. I thought like the way that Mango S Fat was trending was kind of in that direction, and uh, S Fat beating him that was like for, to me at least that in my mind that makes like that that really like uh, I it it boosts my perception of S Fat and his ability to like perform at an event like this. I don't think people understand just how hard that guy works, especially like mm-hmm. talking to his coach, um, who's a really cool guy. Like I, I love Bobby. Um, he was just like watching the games like beforehand. They were warming up with Kadoran. They're talking about all the options, the game plan. They showed me a flow chart. I'm like, these guys are putting in mass amounts of effort that like, if it, you know what I was saying before about a lot of Americans are lazy. I would never, ever, ever even consider putting SFAT close to that camp. That guy is mm. an absolute grinder. And I have nothing but respect for him. It's funny in Twitch chat to just be like, haha, Esfat can't lose one million time to Zane, haha. But it's just like when like 
all said and done, this is like an avid competitor who's like just seriously giving the game his absolute best. And I have nothing but respect for that guy for real. Yeah, and, like, and what is like what is losing like to Zane supposed to say, right? Like that's yeah. that's arguably like like one of the best players, if not the best player in the world, right? Like yeah. like literally everyone would get every, like anyone like the fact that he's making it far in bracket to even face him is is like the real. Influence. Yeah, I mean that's the thing, right? It's like <laughs> there's a lot of people who don't make it to S Fat, you know, twenty three times in a row or whatever, you know. Yeah. Or I guess there's a lot of people who don't make it to Zane that much. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's a testament to how consistent sfat is um it's just like you know i i guess if you compare him to like you know ibw or something you know he's not he's not doing that but like the comparison's off right this is a guy who's consistently made top eight for however long um even when he wasn't a top 10 talent he was always top 15 like i i don't think i've seen him i like i said i got into the scene at like 2014 i've not seen sfat look anything worse than like 15th best in the world so it's insane to me that he is i don't know i gotta admit i'm thinking it now it's a pretty good bit but it is, yeah. you can make good bits about people uh who are still good it's a, yeah, good, it's still a good bit him. but yeah, yeah he's a very respectable player you're right definitely... when you say that he works very hard Mm, he's definitely someone who's had like probably some of the most peaks and valleys out of any player though do you guys remember when everyone was like this can't solve the fucking jigglypuff matchup it's done <laughs> mate it's over like this set is pure like he solved it that's like and people are like this guy's just the best now like he's like the, the innovator is insane and then like you don't really hear anything about him for a few years and then he comes back and he's crazy again it's like it's really strange that like the consistent effort he puts in isn't rewarded more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because for a lot of people, like Zane is like, people will point out, like, be like, this is what gaming every single day and working hard will point out. People will say the same thing about Kadoran. Um, say, look, it could just be Marth. Um, who's to say, other than every other spacey player on the world? I'd agree with them for some reason. But, I don't know. It's just, Does it have something to do with Fox? Who knows? Like, like at what point is it just like, what are the variables here? You know what I mean? Is it person to person? Are we going to say that Zane is working hard than S, like harder than SFAT? We don't actually know. But um, I do know that both of them are putting in a tremendous amount of work, right? And that Marth is carrying Zane. Um, and I'm going to end that thought there, <laughs> actually. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm kind of getting radicalized over here. I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. SFAT, I think, is... Um, he kind of represents like the ideal of this like blank canvas Fox. I think I, I talked about this on the podcast um, last week or maybe a week before that, but um, sometimes you get Fox players and they're just like, they're seen as like a win that someone else cooler and like who plays a different character can have. Right. Mm. It's like, Oh dude, you know, S fats playing whatever in bracket. It's like, Oh, upset potential. It's like the, uh, the blank canvas onto which like someone who plays a more unique cooler character yeah uh, can, can get a free top level win but I, I think it's like you know anytime you get a fox player like that you're kind of going into um like you, you kind of have to overperform uh to to get people to kind of get on your side and like that's very possible right mm, like we have a sure. lot of fox players who people think are really cool but uh he plays like a very smart style which i think um yeah kind of kind of like leads people to to not really appreciate it more but yeah, yeah like he it's almost well. simplistic. I, I definitely agree. It's like a pretty... People would feel like it appears more boiled down. It's actually interesting that you say that. I'm curious about what you boys think about my Fox, if you watched enough. 
I'm, I'm excited because you're saying before like the Australian style is crazy. I want to hear what, again, Americans have to say about it because I hear it from everyone like, Aussies play fucking crazy, man. But what do you <laughs> think about what you saw from the Joshua Lyris McLeod from, uh, from Summy? Edwin, take it away. One thing I will say that uh so i've been so i I mentioned before that we've been like following your results for a while uh so i knew like i was familiar with you because i used i used to watch some of your lessons i think with fiction where you would like really talk to him about how to beat marth i was like so i knew heading into your set with kadoran that like you you were pretty good at that that like i knew what your matchup strengths were and i knew that 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 was one matchup that you had put a ton of time into considering i think i remember the term you used or something less than like like chilling in the resort or going to the casino. Oh, I forget which yeah, one was which. Brown is the casino and master dealer. Um, and the the top plat's the penthouse where the penthouse, dealer can't touch okay. you up there. Yeah, and if you're on Dreamland, it's the treehouse, obviously for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was sort of familiar with your matchup spread and like comfort and stuff. I will say uh, one thing that especially stood out to me, like with your and like again, this is just my take. I'm not like an expert analyst or whatever. Uh-oh. I think you, you you play like super. You play like very unusually confidently, like for all like, Yeah, like, I, I, that was like, actually a takeaway deci- that I had. Yeah, like you make a decision, you're like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna do this." Like, I'm gonna put myself right here. I'm gonna put myself right here, and I'm gonna react to what you do here. Or like, mm. oh, like I think my opponent is gonna go here, and that this is what I, this is what I'm gonna do to prepare myself, like to place myself over here before he does this or before they do this, right? Oh, and I okay. think. That, I think that's very unusual for me to wrap my head around considering like you're from again like a relatively not obscure I guess I shouldn't say obscure region but like a region region, I guess yeah like and like I want to I bring that up because I want to compare it to like pipsqueak right I don't think I don't think pipsqueak like it's not quite the same way like he makes decisions too and like he he commits to it but like the but like you've talked to pipsqueak about the game he thinks of things in a very like structured linear yeah yeah i i i don't want to say linear but like he thinks of it in a very like and for better or worse Points like off. like fl- flow chart or something yeah right? flow charts away yeah like like he he has a lot of options but like the when he gets an opening he's like okay like this is what is going to cover all of this and like if this doesn't work then i do this and like actually over here like i should over here i should like force my opponent to knock down because then i could follow up with this yeah it's yeah. like I don't think you're really like I think you hit really hard, but I don't think you quite approach it the same way. You approach mm-hmm. it like someone who's seen like and thought about all this other stuff and is going. It's very like, God, I, I, you know, maybe this is exact. Like, like I don't know how you feel with this comparison, but it sort of reminds me of like Moki. Like you think mm-hmm. of like very creative solutions on the fly because you understand you have this like incomprehensibly big toolkit with Fox, right? Yeah, it's a big boy. Yeah. It so it's very funny like blue fox you might be confusing them for that yeah maybe yeah. but but I, play but, all the but, colors. I, but I think pipsqueak is like a good point of comparison for like i think a a different a different ed, like approach to the game that's yeah. on like it's like a different side of the same coin right which is funny because a lot of people compare australians to europeans right because like both from weaker regions whatever i honestly feel like um i just do what feels right in the moment to be honest i'm like oh i feel like i should go for an up smash right now yeah i'll just do it and i'm just like I'll just like my brain, like like visual triggers will just like tell my brain to do something. I'm not like okay, he's at this percent at this time. I'm just like kind of something in my brain will just say like okay, he's probably gonna do this now, or like yeah, this is probably gonna happen. Probably just up smash him here, and it, like when I miss, it looks really dumb, 
and stuff like that but i'll just do what because like the last thing i want to do is go against my brain if it's telling me to do something what's mm-hmm. the point like to, of ignoring that you know like i gotta trust it i've watched enough of the game i've studied enough of the game i've played enough of it like if it's telling me to do the big kick do the fucking big kick man you've earned it like <laughs> just throw out the up smash and i guess that's why it just looks like like even with stuff like um against marth i do drop down bear like a lot but like only when it feels right i'll be like yeah this kind of feels right right now i'm just gonna do it um and then it'll hit and then the next time I'm like yeah this feels right it'll miss and the comments will be like what was he even going for that was so dumb and i'm like you just said it was sick 10 minutes ago bro what the fuck <laughs> like come on yeah, it's sick when it works i guess yeah exactly um are you on the same page with that though wait just yeah i mean like i think the you know term feels based kind of gets thrown around a lot um mm-hmm. but what it is it, it's it's like a uh, you know like you play the game enough where you, you start to get like a, a natural intuition of like what to do in a scenario even if you don't know why it's right you know you kind of like you understand that it's right um but yeah the confidence i think i, I kind of like mentioned how i i think that same thing um it's interesting when you get players who are like the best of their region um and i know that you you know you've obviously had spud for a while in your region but i, I think that for what like a you know maybe a year maybe two you've been pretty solidly number one yeah yeah he's gone for like two years now it's crazy damn rest in peace <laughs> yeah, sleep well spud <laughs> um but yeah i mean like you, you get someone who's been the best in the region for a little bit and it's kind of a mixed bag as to what to to expect because sometimes you'll run to stuff where um people will like find a very specific thing as to what works in their region and sometimes you'll get like uh <laughs> They'll be like, okay, like Sheik works against this guy. <laughs> so I'll just go Sheik against this guy because I'll see him every week. Um, and you you get these like very player specific game plans. But um, sometimes you get people who they're already at the top of their region. So they don't have to have that moment where like I'm playing on stream for the first time or I'm, you know, f- top seed for the first time. Um, and I think that like that ability, that confidence that you get from something like that translates so well. And that is uh, something that you see in your play, right? It's like, it's, mm. it's the um, combination of that confidence plus the feels based intuition that that's something that I see and, um, you know, super entertaining to watch, but also something that like, yeah, no, I mean like even just like not going past like something like cool, right? I think it's cool, but it's something that I think it leads me to believe that there's more to this, right? There's I like, was worried, these results aren't the end of it, right? We saw good results already. Mm. Um, but that's something that when I see players who, I don't want to say you're on the come up, but like certainly not as many results as a lot of people we see. Yeah. Um, confidence is something that I think like, that is something that if I see a result like that, if I see like an upset, I'm like, okay, this feels like you can uh, replicate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a one-off, right? Like a, yeah. it's a big thing. I was honestly worried that um, Americans would think me... Because when I play against Marth, I dash dance a lot in the center. I love controlling center. That's how I want to play a lot. Um, Kadoran will be doing like the us, 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 whatever in the mm-hmm. fucking corner. And I'll just be like dash standing center, just like waiting for like something that feels right to go in. I'm like, are people going to think this is lame? Are people going to think I'm laming this guy out? Yeah, we've with, seen uh, Marth's beat Fox long enough to where like if a Fox is dash dancing in the middle of the stage, yeah, whatever. Just like, let him run. <laughs> yeah, he's earned this. <laughs> he deserves this one do you mind give me two seconds i could quickly do something i'll be right yeah. back all right sweet yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, yeah it's crazy that uh he thought that we were being like complimentary 
I was trying to say that he's like I was. I thought it would come off as as lame, um, because I really think that he's lame. Oh shit, he's back. Yeah, no, he's super cool. <laughs> yeah, aggressive rushdown. Yeah, it's yeah, really no, it's cool. like oh, sick. Gosh. It's like, dude, that is melee. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. God damn it. Save me on the squares, dude. One, one <laughs> oh, no, I, I will, dude. I, I will admit, I'm afraid of those squares. Maybe <laughs> okay. Plays. Smash World Tour if they're going to be there. Well, I'm busy. <laughs> I will be yeah. running some of that shit. Uh, mm. No, I, I will try to get on the squares of Smash World Tour. Maybe, maybe by uh, Genesis Nine, I will. You can see me. Yeah, dude. We'll, we'll we'll make it work, man. What um? <laughs> when do I have to game? smash world tour we'll talk about it off air yeah i want to uh so i i think we've just i don't think there's really anything else in pools that we that that want that uh warrant like super mention or anything but as far as like gauntlet sets go Mm. i want to bring up one of the strangest gauntlet sets uh mango versus tyler swift what did, yes, you, what did you think you. of that one? What was the what was the vibe at? I was Dude. stunned. I Tyler, I could not believe it came down to the wire like that. Tyler's fucked, man. That that kid is cracked. Like, um, I talked to him a lot. He definitely put me to to fucking bed. Um, on the setup, it was definitely nap time. It was a it was a toughie. But him against Mango it was just like holy shit. He's actually gonna do this. Like, fuck, because that would have been put Mango in losers, right? I would have had to play against yeah. Mango. That would have been insane. Um, doable. But yeah. <laughs> yeah anything's possible <laughs> um but uh not nah, like that was really crazy and the thing is it wasn't even a fluke too really close against leffen as well until that game where leffen kind of put his foot into tyler's mouth very hard yeah um but other than that it was like such a competitive set um he's just shown that like he is so different from axe in like a way where it's like these two players just aren't comparable anymore they're just like their flavors of pikachu are just night and day ash really dash dance at, uh Axe is really dash dance heavy, while Tyler has so many unique like tricks, ways to catch full hops. He uses back air and down air edge cancels like no other Pikachu has or really can right now. Um, he's unup throw bearable because he's cheating on the box. You know, there's so many <laughs> things that make him so unique. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's really insane to see players come along like this and prove that what we see from a character, you know, like we'll, we'll see like. Um, you know mid tiers or whatever and they'll only have like one representative of like okay that's how you play this is the only way to play i guess um and even like you know we, we had various peaches before but i think people would be like yeah you can only play like armada if you actually want to do well mm-hmm. um and it's always cool to see people who come up and show that like these characters they're maybe more limited than like fox or whatever yeah uh, but the the range of play style is you know it's, it's really really strong um you know you can have someone like tyler did you get to see tyler's fox because that is like the you know like the the puff killer it's supposed to be did you get to yeah, see it i've heard i didn't see the set against hbox um I, I know they played but um i heard i've seen it play before when he beat him mm-hmm. uh, it's box fox is something else man it just looks so nuts like it looks so different from a human being you know what i mean i don't know i know that like a lot of people exaggerate it and like there's a lot of box hate i don't hate on the box but you have to admit it looks fucking ridiculous when it's on it's absolutely crazy um it is really good against jigglypuff as well juan is just a beast though that guy's so good well uh should we should we move on to him i feel like he's the big big subject right it's impossible not to talk about him uh he he comes into this tournament and it's so th- there's like we know more about him than last summit right last mm-hmm. summit hbox comes in and it's like 
is he gonna get ninth <laughs> right it's uh yeah what, what happens here what happens to this guy who keeps losing to a ton of people online um and then we we kind of see him we see him get third there he gets you know fourth or something at riptide no, he gets third at riptide i i keep messing this up he gets third at riptide he gets uh fourth at smash world tour but he comes off a second place at main stage and we're kind of like understanding what he is we're like okay i don't think he can beat ibw i don't think he can beat wizzy but like i think we we know how good he is um and then he gets three owed by Omsa. And like yeah. this is not to say anything bad about Hungry Box, right? That was more of a set of like Omps are going nuts. Um, but yeah, that was like that was insane. I don't think that was that might have been the first winner set we had. Uh and like truly an insane way to start that the beginning of bracket. Yeah, it's absolutely insane just like how because usually they have game five nail biters, right? Yeah. Or like, 40 yeah. minutes set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was really surprising to be like, this is that's it. You know what I mean? Like, we don't usually see that ever. And I was... Honestly, it's kind of like a, a plus to being Armsa because it's just like, this guy is just like watching your VODs in isolation, like watching how you play and you can't do vice versa. Like, there is no chance that you're going to watch Armsa, especially every time he goes to the hyperbolic time chamber. He comes out a new player. Everyone says it. Mm-hmm. He gets way better. Zane said this. Manga was saying how cracked the guy is. Like, that's what's so... The advantage of this smaller region, right? Is you get this ability... Um, to to do this and that's why i'm not really too surprised at the 3-0 um it's very well deserved but i can't really blame juan for losing like that either like the last thing you're doing is practicing against the yoshi right you have so many other people to worry about you know mm-hmm. and um yeah it's uh it's kind of insane that that like you mention his isolation as a good thing i think that we we kind of like our perception of amsa kind of like warps how we think about everything because he's so good and his ability to just like, you know, peace out yep. and come back and be better. Yeah, we talked about it earlier in the show, but I can, I will like not be able to talk about this without being impressed. Um, and it's like gotten to the point where we're like, yeah, him being in Japan, being isolated, that's good. <laughs> it's yeah. like it, the workmanship that he puts into this. Um, it like completely it turns something that that obviously you would know people talk about as a disadvantage, and he's able to turn into advantage. And I think that that's like we talked about S fat as like a competitor, right? Um, Amsa's ability to do that. I, I've like, don't know if that's matched in terms of what we see in melee. It's yeah. It, it is actually insane. Yeah. Um, that, that passion is really hard to, to keep in yeah. these smaller regions. You know, it's, it's really, really hard. Cause you know, you're just like crushing a region around you and it's just like, man, like what happened, especially with COVID. It's like, I'm not going to be able to do this shit for so long. Cause at least he was traveling semi-frequently. Right. And mm-hmm. when that's stripped from you for like two years, it's insane. It's just the worst feeling ever. And I'm just honestly props for him to keeping so strong for so long. Uh, sorry, Donnie's <laughs> going around the kitchen. It's, it's kind of killing me. Um, but yeah, no, it's just it's just like the strength of character for someone like that. Like to, to be able to just keep doing that. And you honestly can't teach that. It has to come from the soul. So, Sora, with... All that said, I want to share you a bet that I made over the weekend related oh, to Hungry Box. Yeah, so I I, ha- I feel obligated to mention this. So la- for last week's episode on waiting for game, I made the bold proclamation that I thought uh, Hungry Box's chances of winning Smash Summit were very low. In fact, I was basically treating it as functionally zero. Mm. And uh, one of one of our patrons who shall not be named uh, told me that I- basically told me that I was crazy for saying this. And the bet we made was about 
betting on hungry all hungry box sets that throughout the weekend or at least the the most notable ones mm. so basically the, the way this would go is that i'd offer odds and my patron would take take it and then my patron would bet on hungry box and then i'd always now. yeah and i i'd bet on hungry box's opponent so we ended up doing this for hungry box for three sets hungry box is set against amsa hungry box is set against ibw and hungry box is set against leffen which is pretty fun oh yeah now, now the real twist now i realize bet, why you wrote like a you know, five thousand word article on this because you won every bet. <laughs> I was wondering no, why you've been only talking 20, about this so long. Only twenty, only twenty five percent of it was that. Okay. The, the real, the the real reason I'm bringing it up, Sora, is because we weren't actually betting money amounts. We were b- betting net. Um, we were betting basically months subscribed to Hungrybox. Oh so, my god. So essentially, like I gave say three to one odds on uh, on Hungrybox versus Leffen, or excuse me, on versus IBW. Meaning that if IBW won the set. My patron would have to subscribe to Hungrybox's Twitch for one month, but if Hungrybox won the set, uh, I would have to subscribe for three months. So God fucking I, damn it! Yeah. So at the end of the bet, I'm thankful. Or at the end of the bet, my patron had to subscribe to Hungrybox for three months, but I would. But the risk was that. Hold on. The risk was that if if it went the complete other way around, if I had lost all three, I would have had to subscribe for six months. Yeah, you would have been a, a lifelong Juan fan at that point. Yeah, I might have just been, become H. I would have. Uh, we would have had to deal with me uh, con- trying to convince him every other week to change Melee stats into an H fan propaganda channel. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really don't think we're that far off. We're like, yeah, uh, fair enough. We're kind of obsessed with the guy, um, and there's only so much like you know. I don't. I'm not saying it's negative obsession, but it's like, it's not positive obsession. But like you know, suddenly you, Stockholm syndrome kicks in, and you know, it, it, maybe he's the best player on earth. Who knows? Um, maybe he it, is. It, you know what? I will say it is crazy that like you told me that you guys were betting subs, and I'm like, I don't know what the winner. Not subs. The winner? Months. Months subscribed. Subs is different. Okay. Okay. Months it's subscribed. Still, yeah, it's 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 uh, still pretty cooked. Je- like generally, if someone says like we were betting months subscribed uh you would be like oh okay like i guess if you win they buy they gift you you know three months or whatever. Yeah, to each other yeah or and like, then it's like no dude if i lose i have to become an h god like i gotta go into h fam juan fam yeah hbox w you know you're not clean for three months straight yeah like that is so funny that that is like the loser has to do that the loser has to to be the sub yeah that's absolutely brutal that's a tough bet to take you nearly had to sign this all away at that point i'm i'm proud of you juan was actually you... pretty nice to me to be honest um he said some really kind things made a little tweet about me which is cute that Shout is cute. Out. yeah um you know uh edwin we are on on twitch.tv we, we do the do this live are you able to uh to log in go into the melee stats twitch.tv slash melee stats can you go in and, and type uh these five letters h b o x w sure just to, hey, you know what? I'll do it too. I'm clean. Beautiful. Uh, but it's possible that at seventh place, his performance was less than clean. How was that? It was all right. Okay, well, fucking do better. Oh, <laughs> Chape, no. Chape, yeah, it's, uh... it's... Chape with the uh, with the HBX W that was kind of a hard one to, to swallow. That's a you, know, you know what? That's that's why you don't do HBX W. So you don't want to know. 
Yeah. So we, you want to know something wild? Uh, we were talking about bets over the weekend, right? And I think this leads into you well into something right. about HBox. Okay, maybe I, maybe it was just me. <laughs> but one one thing that I thought was interesting, and again, these are just Twitter polls. Take them with a grain of salt. But essentially, as part of my like idea of what to do through the weekend of getting like fictional betting odds for each of the summit matches, one thing that I thought was really interesting was that I gave Leffen or I gave Hungrybox two to one odds against Leffen. Meaning that I, I basically thought I thought Leffen would it was reasonable to expect uh, Leffen to win like sixty six percent of the time that they played right. Mm-hmm. So something that I thought was interesting is that when I presented this odds to the public, uh, it was like I think like seventy percent of people all, all took it and ran with it. If, if you think about it, that means that seventy percent of people think that like like if if it's slightly more than like two to one, it means people were like very convinced that Leffen was going to beat Hungry Rocks. Which I think is which is which I think is kind of fascinating because we haven't like before Summit we hadn't seen Leffen we had seen a lot of Hungrybox so like what was the breaking point to where to where the public collectively was like ah uh, you know what like yeah even though Leffen we haven't seen him in a while yeah I, I think he's gonna beat Hungrybox first try like what it, like how crazy would you have been if you said this like a year and a half ago yeah right? times have changed I mean mm-hmm. the week before right he just like lost to Aklo you know so yeah. it's like yeah I and mean, then if he's like it's easy to be like if he's losing to like foxes um of aclo skill level obviously a fantastic player but I would, mm-hmm. a lot of people would definitely say leffen is still better um it's just like it's kind of like well it's kind of clear cut then right for leffen you can argue leffen doesn't have much puff experience or anything like that but if he's slacking against like fox to that degree i feel like it's not that bad to to say leffen's almost above two to one odds against one especially the play style he plays you know it's um mm-hmm. It is something that that we've seen him play pretty consistently for a long time, and I, I know that he had that like one year where he was not good versus Hbox, uh, but consistently throughout his career, he's been pretty good versus Hbox, and that's actually one of the more um, consistent that he's been versus one of the god level players. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like first off, Edwin, I want to mention um, you've been talking a lot about betting. I want to make sure everything's okay in your personal life, <laughs> but. Uh, but until then, I actually I just don't want you to gamble away the melee stats money. That's really what it is. Yeah, uh, we we no, might have I, to. We're waiting for in person. In person, when hundred grand goes to his first major, you me, you me, Eric, holding yeah. bags. Of True. We're, we're, yeah, <laughs> with the dollar sign on them. Yeah, yeah, dude. We're <laughs> we're literally winning a hundred grand by betting on hundred mm-hmm. grand. hundred grand. But, yeah. But um, no, I mean like uh, yeah, it's it's a good question with it, this H box uh. It's it's like funny, right? Because I think that um, he's really easy to to like take the other person and be like, yeah, he's he could lose this, and I, it's like impossible for me to say like if someone was like, okay, so Leffen for sure is gonna win, I'd be like, uh, no, no, he's not for sure gonna win. That's just like the the way that H God works, right? Is um, mm. there's always a chance, uh, and and it's like that still exists as it is, um, and it's just like pretty clear right now that that chance is very small versus a lot of players, right? We've already seen this versus Cody versus Wizzy versus Zane. Um, so it's not crazy to think that Leffen kind of slots into that field as well. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. I mean, like we are seeing H box as like the, the very odd, like 2014 H box, right? He's like the God keeper or the, the gatekeeper. Um, <laughs> although God keeper, huh? Maybe we, it, it kind of we'll reminds me of where we'll he was in 2014, <laughs> right? right, 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 right we, um, yeah, I just, I just mentioned that. 
Um, so I'm glad we're on the same page here. But yeah, it's it reminds me of 2014 Hbox in that uh, he's kind of the godkeeper. Oh wait, shit! I already. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh. <laughs> cut the uh, pod! Cut the I'm pod! On loop. I'm on loop. He's looping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! He, nah, he's it, very good, uh, yeah, and and like really if you good. if you give him me versus you know whatever on like offline, you give him me versus whatever top fifty to top twenty five level player. I'm still taking H box every time, um, but it's pretty clear that his his route to winning a major is going through people who we kind of seem like it's pretty impossible task. Um, so like him getting seventh here, this is not a surprise. Him getting second at main stage isn't a surprise. Uh, it's kind of this like weird part where like aside from even him winning, I think there's like a scenario, right? Like, you know, it's this mm. type of thing where we wouldn't bet on it, and then and then suddenly one result happens in a different way, and then you're like, H God's winning, H God's winning this tournament. Um, <laughs> there's like there's this constant threat, and even though it's like nullified, it's like a dormant volcano right now. Um, like I'm pretty certain he's not going to get first at Smash World Tour or Genesis, but it's very scary. I, I mean, like, special tour, right? Special um, tour is more open. That that is kind of the type of player base that I think that he could, you know, find a way to, agreed. to get a win there. Me too. Polish though, ah, Polish is there, so yeah. that's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, that will be a tough one. I'm happy to see it again. To be honest, I fucking love how Polish plays. Polish is so cool. A really solid Peach. I just miss Peach in the meta. To be honest, like nowhere to be seen nowadays. You know, and is Polish right now like one of the most it's the best active peach is that just how it is uh yeah i feel there's like a lot he, as well he probably right? has it. yeah it's between those two i reckon but um right now mm-hmm. those two are just so insanely strong um with the character so i'm, I'm really excited to see if either of them are able to take a, another set of one yeah at least in we, the future we, we got a lot to see at smash world tour and and uh before we get there like we we have talked this entire time we've mentioned ibw <laughs> But we really have not talked about um, him winning, which is really funny because I think this is kind of uh, generally how it felt when he won. I I talked about this in the uh, Melee Stats Discord yesterday, and it's like it kind of felt like a result where the the history book of Melee had two pages stuck together. Because like you you go to like ABW is really really good. He's top five for sure. He's possibly top three. You know he's got two really hard matchups in mango insane but he's really good and then you skip immediately to like he beats zane he counter picks fd he three o's mango and it doesn't feel like cataclysmic it's this weird thing where it's just yeah. like i guess that did happen and i guess he can do this um like we're it's it's a type of player who we're trying to figure out what his peak is you know uh, the up s fat we talked about him he's mr consistent but we kind of know what s fat's peak is um mm. And, like, it's not saying he's not going to win a major suddenly, but we have a better idea of, of where he is at on his trajectory. And you look at IBW, and it's, like, a player like that, a player like, you know, Wizzy, a player like Zane, like, we're still trying to figure out what the ceiling to that is. Um, so it's not crazy to me that he can go and beat Zane and he can go and beat Mango. And I think that that's, like, part of the reason why it kind of, like, felt oddly normal. Um but he didn't do this before. He never put together this run at a tournament. He won a major and it was over a completely different, you know, set of players. Um, and oddly enough, this didn't feel like it was like it, it was 
Yeah, you I know, think I get what you're, you're putting down, right? Yeah. I think it might have been just how much of a stomp Grands was. I actually True. think that has a huge <laughs> impact. Because last time at Ryan, in fact, he reversed three O's him. Yeah. Zane on FD, two wins on FD. We've never seen that in the world. Holy fuck. He's like, it's game five, last hit. What's going to happen? And then this time it's like, well, the bird's asleep. There it goes. Like, he's off the stage. Yeah. It's the bear. Nice, man. That's a shine. Oh, that's a 3-0. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, it was just over. I like, think that is part of it. I mean, like, so so people will say Mango did not have the juice. And I think that that's like a... If you look at him, I, I do understand that. Um, but it, it's something that, like, I, I don't have a easy time accepting that as a reason why IBW can't do this again. Right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, Mango, I think that if they played a bunch of sets, Mango would not look like that in every set. But IBW would probably look like he did, because he was looking good. He was looking confident, which, you know, something that we don't see at that level for him. Like, right, people talk about how he's a really good player, but sometimes if you get him in a scenario where he might not mentally be ready, um, he might get affected by that more than a mango or something like that. But yeah, he was confident. He was playing really well. Um, yeah. It's like, this is a, uh, such an insane thing. He did win a major before, but this is the biggest win of his career. And we are coming away with this and there's no real surprise, right? It's like every time we get a surprising major, I feel like Twitter always goes crazy. And like yeah. everyone's just like liking every tweet and retweeting just because you're like basking in the glow. Like yeah. some 11 people did that. Some at eight when Axe won. It's like all these examples of like this like huge event happening. And I think this was the result. Like this is on the level. But we all just ex- like expected this eventually. And just like, oh, I guess it's a little earlier than I thought. But mm. sounds right. <laughs> Edwin, what, what, were, what did you think of it? Because I will stay. These DMs went unresponded because I thought you were being ridiculous. You were calling this like a 6-0 for Mango. <laughs> I so I want to say yes. I I thought Mango was going to win the tournament even from losing. The only time, but I will say that um after the first stock of Grands, it it hit me. I was like, okay, I, maybe I, maybe IBDW won this. Cuz you know what, when you're facing someone like Mango in winner's bracket, taking a set is one thing, but like if he's coming from losers and it's like in Grands, it, it's kind of like I I'm going to pull out an example right now, right? When SFAT was like in Tom a, Brady. When SFAT was in Winterside of Grand Finals at CO Dreamland, everything was going his way. He had beaten Mute King from before. He had beaten HBox at the same tournament. But like Mute King from from losers, it's it's just like a completely different beast, right? It's like you can take a set from him, like you can go competitive, but like it's a really tall order to eliminate someone from a tournament and win it over them, right? So like even knowing that IBW had beaten Zane, like it felt very weird to me that like that he he would have an that if anything I thought the dynamic would be in the other way that like Mega wasn't playing great all weekend but like he was fresh off beating Zane like fair like yeah like, fairly convincingly like he didn't really play great but he was starting to heat up like the like things were kind of moving in his favor to put him in grand finals and he was starting to play a, a bit better and then just like and then he just got snuffed you know yeah he did so, get snuffed yeah so yeah I I thought I was I was very surprised by it. But to, to go back to what Wheat was saying and, and why I wanted to talk about it, I think the real, like, when IBDW beat AMSA in winter semis, I feel like he took the, like, magic of a potential breakout, of a potential, like, first. And it just, like, transferred over to him. But, like, because we all know that IBDW is, like, top five in the world or whatever, it, it didn't really, like, 
the gravity of the moment of him winning a super major didn't really hit us until like after the tournament happened where it started to sink in right whereas the the storyline for most of the tournament was that amsa looked like he might actually win the win the event yeah. so like i feel like ibw kind of just like took what we thought was what seemed like Amsa's momentum to be in that spot that he's in. Yeah, he kind of stole the thunder, right? Like, yeah. to a he, degree. He, he stole he stole the thunder, but like... But it wasn't as, as good still, you know what I mean? Like, there was well, a lot I, I of storylines. stole the thunder, but we know, uh, we know IBDW is good. Yeah. So, so, like, so it makes this weird effect where, like, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, that was crazy. IBDW really just, like, beat... He beat... Is he beat his two hardest opponents? Like he beat Hungrybox and Leffen. Wow, this is actually like one of the most impressive runs ever. But like because we had seen the first two days of the event where it looked like this person that we had no idea, like that really felt like it felt like a true long shot for him to be. I think that was kind of like the the shadow behind the event. Yeah, right. There were also like um other storylines going into it. Like Leffen's back. What's the big dog mm-hmm. yeah. do today? Mango, he's in losers. He just crushed Zane. Is he going to be able to do it? Arms like, can he win this whole thing? And it's just like, will Cody win his first tournament? It's like, the way, I, I think we were just super spoiled again with last summit, to be honest, especially with this like, holy fuck game, like 10 set. This is insane. Like, this is crazy. And then it was just like, well, uh, Mango's in bed. That sucks. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't get to see some like crazy set that uh, kind of, obviously everyone wanted to see, right? So that was kind of, I guess it was almost disappointing. You know, it was just like, well, that's that. Like, even the crowd was like, oh, come on, Mango. Like, yeah. just just put it together. Like, it's for a fantastic tournament. It was a bit of an anticlimactic ending. I, I think uh, I'm not alone when I say Mango Zane was like a cooler set. You know what I mean? Like, that set was fucking tight. Yeah. Like, Mango was playing real, real hot. Like, I love watching those two play. Left and Mango, always crazy watching those guys play. I'm probably biased here. And then it kind of was like, you've already just had these crazy sets. You get into the grand finals of it. <laughs> yeah, it's just over, I agree on that right? part. Like, yeah. it's like okay you know what i mean like think of like big house right the vice versa happened where uh leffen is has to play against zane and he gets put to sleep in winners finals zane's in grants he looks untouchable and then it's like mango just barely beats leffen in losers um because it was a fiction in losers semis and yeah he leffen barely got by fiction yeah. too. That was yeah a, just scrape after tag. scrape you know does pretty well against leffen i can't remember if that was a scrape either i think it was no i think it was wasn't a scrape um, but anyway, it was a really good set. Like it was really hard to watch. And then you get this crazy grand. I feel like the momentum was like drained already. And like, it wasn't able to be like that. The level of like hype that last set had just kind of, kind of killed the end of the tournament for me. It's obviously still a fantastic achievement for Cody, but I just wish we had more to end it on to make it a truly like top tournament. I mean, even Mango Zane itself, like, like it, it's always a treat watching them play no matter what. Mango was, was like beating him up. Like it, it looked yeah. like he, he might three O him and I and Zane was like starting to turn it around a little bit, but like for most of that set, like Mango looked pretty solidly ahead. Like it didn't feel like a mango like usually we get two kinds of Mango Zane sets, right? Yeah. We usually get one where like or we get three kinds. One where Mango plays awesome <laughs> and it's maybe stunning. four. Yeah. And then the second kind is where where Zane like two stock, three stocks, and four stocks him, and we're just like, Well, that was a waste of time. Or we get, or we get like a barn burner. That's like a ten yeah. game grand finals or something, right? This felt in like a weird category where like Mango beat him solidly, but it it wasn't like incredible. Like it, like it felt very. It was like a rare moment where Mang- it, the way that they were playing that day, Mango was just like. It wasn't even like him at like a ten out of ten, but Dude. just relative to what Zane was playing, like he was outclassing him. 
Do you remember their birthday bash set? I think that's like a, a similar set where mm. Mango like that's a good cut. Fucked him up, like was fucking him up for that mm. whole side of the set. <laughs> that set was amazing, um, and like everyone was talking about how hype Mango was playing and shit like that. They've had online sets like that too, where Mango's just playing too hot to handle. Yeah, um, like SEL. I think it was SEL season one week. Yes, yeah, it's one of the SELs mm-hmm. for sure. That was a sick set as well. This one kind of didn't have that same flair, so I definitely am on the same page. Um, yeah. Also, it just didn't feel the same without Plop, to be honest. Like, I really am sad yeah. Plop wasn't there. Like, that was kind of the elephant in the room, but I, that, I just love watching that guy play, and it sucks I didn't get to see him play live, to be honest, because I really wanted to see that. There's a couple people, you know, obviously, I think there's a lot of cool things about Smash World Tour being so close to Summit. Like, hmm. the fact that you are able to, like, not have to fly back to Australia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pipsqueak obviously, you know, is able to stay in America. Amsa too, like the ability to to make it really easy and to like not have to worry about how a player is going to be playing after fucking fifteen hour journey like the day before. Mm. Um, that's really cool. So we're, we'll get to see some high level stuff from them. Uh, but yeah, it is like a it is something where unfortunately you had people who chose one over the other. Uh, we we saw people who you know chose Summit and ended up dropping saw people who chose smash world tour and didn't attend summit so you, you miss plup you miss axe you miss these like mm. people who their ability to win uh is probably not as big as these people that, w- that we've been seeing win events um but it's possible and that adds something to it and it's even like further than that i don't think axe is really that likely to win a major at the moment but he's someone who <laughs> if he gets his zane inside the bracket that is scary and it's just like they they're able to throw like wrenches in everything um, enough where it makes it interesting. And I, I think this summit was good. I think the summit was was like entertaining. There was a lot of really awesome sets, but it's one of those things. It felt like Genesis four, right? It feels like you're like like reading this like storybook where it's like everything's supposed to happen as like, you know, it's like this like movie level scripting yeah uh and then it gets to the end and it's like oh wait never mind we're not in a movie the guy who's already in grands is just playing good and he just beats (laughs) the other guy um so like anytime you get something like that is it's gonna feel a little disappointing just because like the (laughs) even if like mango like won a game it would feel better and and like honestly he lost because like he was gonna shine him regardless but he lost Mm -hmm. because mango air dodge and didn't make it to ledge yeah and it's like that's not fun, right? Yeah. Um, if he even if he shined him, that would have been like cooler. IBW was just kind of like standing on stage while Mango died. Yeah, just um, like with his chest yeah. out, just like I did it, <laughs> I've done it. Just like Fox, like chilling there on the on the side of Pokemon, just like watching <laughs> yeah. Falgo die. It's a it's a little anticlimactic when you talk about ways to win a major, but um, I, I guess like if if we can kind of go back to the macro idea of like IBW winning this. Um, I, I think that that this could happen again. Like, I feel pretty confident that uh, it's not, he's not about to like, you know, win the next 10 majors or anything, but like uh, Mango and Zane, they're still going to be, they're going to be hard, but we learned that they're beatable. And, and we learned that he's able to put together matchups that he can win in one tournament. Um, like, what do you, what do you guys think about his future? How you feel about his tournament runs? And just like, who's scary right now because he seems like a player who if he's beating mango if he's beating zane even if it's not 10 out of 10 times even if he's not favored the ability for him to do it it just like 
takes the load off him, right? Because like mm-hmm. every other matchup, I feel pretty confident in. So like, what's scary if you're if you're an IBW fan and you're worried about him at Genesis Eight? Like, who are you afraid of to see in bracket for him? Still Zane. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, Zane and is the fact that like, tricky. yeah, and, and like we're talking about it's still Mango, it's still Zane, and, and there's a beatable and like that. If that's your thing, like if you are able to, if your worst matchup is one that you could win, that's the elevation from, you know, you know, consistently top six placing to winning stuff. Um, so I'm excited to see what's going to be coming from him because, uh, yeah, it's like we are, we are learning what his peak is. And, uh, I'm trying to like, you know, tamper my expectations. And I'm like, yeah, I still Mm. favor Mango. I, I still favor Zane. Uh, especially Zane, but if he is able to do this, you know, we, we've like, this is the thing that he put together and I made the joke about like, it felt like we missed a page in the history books, but that was just like, that was a level up that we like, it's like we saw off screen, right? Yeah. It was just like in the hyperbolic time chamber. We just missed that day. We're just like, what the fuck when this (laughs) happened, dude? Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, watching cartoons after school and you like miss one. And you're like, okay, yeah. I don't know. How... It's yeah, they're it's on like... Namek now. Like, <laughs> freeze, who's this freezer I don't know guy? What I like, <laughs> yeah. But like, you just like fuck? when you're a kid, you know, you miss Toonami for a day, and you were, uh, I don't know if you're old or also Americans, like, yeah. I was uh, say. But uh, yeah, you miss Toonami for a day. You missed, uh, you missed an episode of Dragon Ball Z, and you're just like, okay, I guess I have to like, you know, just move on. I accept. Yeah. <laughs> I will. You never. I will not never be able to see that again. again. Yeah. <laughs> You know what uh, I think is kind of crazy about uh, about the way IBW won this tournament dominantly? Um, I think if we compare it to someone like, say, like this kind of dominant victory at like a pretty big event from IBW, I think is like a completely different kind of dominant victory than, say, like the way that Leffen would win something like Gommel or Evo, right? Like when Leffen won Gommel Evo... It looked like Leffen just like completely outclassed the field. It was like this guy is so much better than everyone else. He's making like them look. He's making Armada look stupid. Like he's clowning the competition. Like yeah. this guy is truly like this incredible like mix of like talent, knowledge, like approach to the game or whatever. Like he looks unstoppable, right? Like that's what it feels like when Leffen wins. When IBW won this event. By the results, like just purely by outcome and like like overcoming the odds, it's every bit as like strong and convincing. But the way that it happened was like a real grind, right? Like mm. he has to, he has to he has to hold off Leffen and, and like I know the second half of the set was pretty convincing, but like he goes down two zero to Leffen and has to make has to make a reverse three zero. That's that's not easy. No matter no matter how you no matter how dominant the second half was. Mm. After that, he has to hold off like the hero of the tournament, Amsa, in a, in a pretty like in three one. But like game four could have gone either way, and like who knows what game five could have taken, right? We, we we get to grand we get to grand finals where he like he has a very dominant game five victory but again like he goes down one zero like it's not like the set on its own goes to game five so it's not like it's not like he's super oh, like finals? Just, yeah winners finals excuse me yeah and then like the one really dominant showing we get that looks like IBW's a step ahead of his opponent is against like Mang- mango and grand finals which we which we already talked about yeah even in a... pools mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean just to, like com- complete it like 
even in pools, like Pipsqueak took him close. Like Hungry Box, yeah, he won three one, but like the set was pretty close. And IBW talked afterward about how like, oh man, like Hungry, like this guy can actually beat me if I'm not on my A, a game. Like it was both a dominant victory and also like so and also not very dominant in a way that I think is like very funny to compare to Leffen because when Leffen's dominant, it's like it's totally unquestioned right yeah. like it's like oh wow this guy this guy's just better than everyone else yeah. this wasn't like that this felt like this guy works like so hard to win all these sets and then at the end you're like wait he didn't drop a set wow i guess yeah. that was more i guess he was the best player at this tournament yeah it might just be different nowadays man like the game's just fucked like how insanely like grindy all the sets have to be even for mango like every Wizzy set i'm pretty sure was game mm-hmm. five last yeah. stop right like, they were all super grinds. Even left in game five. Uh, Zane, like, a 3-1 still. Um, so not, like, the an impossible, insurmountable one. Like, it's just the game is so hard nowadays. But, like, 3-0s are kind of rare, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least, like, uh, unless it's, like, Zane. I feel like all the time Zane's still one of the guys who still keeps the 3-0s up. But, <laughs> well, yeah, it's just, like, it's they're all grinds, like, real close and stuff like that. It's, it's hard. The game's just so hard now. Like... Everyone just kills you off an opening, so it's like, you make those little mistakes, you're going to get crushed for it. It's insane. But yeah, that's um at least for me, I am a little bit low on time here. Um, did you guys... Sorry to be super abrupt about it. I, I didn't no, know. no, you were. Uh, yeah, this was this was good. Um, we didn't really get a chance to talk a ton about Smash World Tour, but I think it's something right. that... Uh, you know, we we have seen a lot of these same people recently. This is going to be a really cool event because um, the people who we know, we've seen. They've been they've been active, right? And the people who we don't know, like no one knows, right? It's like yeah, a lot of these international players. It's really impossible to say what's going to go into it. Um, if there's any, you know, like we can just really go through it quickly. Uh, if you want to pick one person who is like pretty unknown, who you think might might uh, do really well. <laughs> And then you pick one person who you think might win. Uh, Joshua? Me. It's me. Joshua, yes? I'm going to win. And I'm cool. You're going to win? And I'm handsome. It's me. (laughs) I'm all of the above. Thanks, man. Nah, I hope I do well. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah. I I think you're going to kill it. I think think no one knows how good this cunt is either. This guy's kind of fucking cracked. I'm just saying you're cracked, bro. Mr. Sock? Hey. Sock my son gaming. Huh? He's cracked. Yeah, he's you gotta keep, he does. Hey, it's an honor. You gotta keep Mo Money out of his path, though. Oh, Mo Money? We're bringing up Mo Money? Oh, he doesn't like that. <laughs> he's gonna eat a Reese's cup now. You've upset him. Oh, oh no. He doesn't <laughs> eat that sugar. Think about the calories, man. <laughs> no, it's, uh, no, it's, it's, it's all good. So- Sock's cool. <laughs> he's good. Here, before before we uh, you know, we get to the end of it, I wanna, I'll, I'll answer some stuff. Uh, I'm going to pick for someone who I think could have a really good tournament here. I'm going to pick J-Cam. I think J-Cam uh, from, from Panama, he's a Sheik player. He won the Central American Smash World Tour qualifier. I don't think we've, uh, I don't think we've seen the end of him. Hmm. I think he's, uh, he's a young player, but I, I think that he, uh, he can do really well here. And whatever potential he has, I, I think that like, he's not hit that peak yet. So I'm excited to see that. And then, I'm going to be crazy. I think this is an open tournament, right? We talked about how this is a tournament that HBox could possibly win. I'm going to say, uh, and this is the kind of fun thing that I do where I don't pick the person who I think will win, but I pick a person who I want to win. Uh, It's usually Leffen. Leffen's not here, so I can't say Leffen. I'm going to say the Doinker himself. (gasps) Doinkman. 
I think this is a. I think Doink. Oh, yeah. okay. Doink right. Jones. Doink City. I think this is new Doink City. Oh my god. We are looking at a bracket. Plup, I think Plup's doable. Axe, I think is very hard, but Axe might not even make it. Who knows? He's got to go through the LCQ. Hbox, Hbox, I don't think is the type of guy to like get three out twice in a row, but the convince that was a convincing three out, and it will. I'm not about to count Hbox out versus Amsa, but I think Amsa could do really well. Um, he's like, you know, he does have Wizard up here, um, but this is also a situation where, like, you know, maybe if Plup and Wizzy play. In winter semis, and he's playing Hbox in winter semis. I could see that. I could see a world where where Amsa wins. Um, so I'm gonna do the fun thing. I'm gonna pick Amsa as the the winner of Smash World Tour. Um, who who do you got, Edwin? Hmm. Okay. I I did I did just remember that Plop was going to the event. Um. So I, I'm gonna pick shift Plop. these. Sure. I'm gonna shift these down. I think Plop is gonna win Smash World Tour. That's my pick. I just think he's really solid. Um. His chic looks great. I think uh, his chic versus Hungry Box adds a new element in their rivalry, especially considering like after, like this is how, this is how, the last two years have basically or last three years have been like, Plup beat Hungry Box at Genesis, then Hungry Box started beating his Fox like very badly, and then Plup kind of like showed like at Summit Nine all of a sudden he gave us really awesome Grand Finals where Hungry Box came ahead but he took a set. And then after not seeing them play each other for so long, he just randomly goes chic and beats him in like a pretty tight set. So I think he, I think his trend, he's trending versus Hungry Rocks pretty positively. Um, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that he still has the edge versus Amsa. And I think against the field, uh, the plup we saw at Smash World Tour in the in the West Finals. Yeah, uh, really I think good. I think I think that plup is really solid. I think his Fox handles chic really well. I think his Fox can come out whenever he needs it again, even even against Fox. And um, yeah, and his Sheik was doing well versus Fox, which is something that is always kind of a little scary for him. Yeah. Um, so that's my chance. Uh, who do you have as a breakout? As like an international breakout? Oh, can, can I pick two? Can I pick two people? You're going to pick your friend Chape. No, no. Well, okay. Chape would have okay, <laughs> been can one of them. That's under, uh, for, my, for the other one who I would have actually picked to win the event had I not remembered that, uh, that Plup was attending um i'm gonna go out on a limb and say i think spark gets i think spark gets like top three at this tournament i think wow. i was i think that guy is so so good i was really impressed by him in vip bracket i think his his punish game is just so good he's he's such a smart player um just in general i was really 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 impressed with him i think he's gonna catch a ton of people who aren't paying attention out of surprise and yeah, you know bad. what I'll, and i'll say it i think amsa is a top 10 player in the world but if he runs into Spark, Spark is one of the people who I think is wow, is kind of scary for. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I think Spark is kind of scary for him. So that would be my other pick. And Chape, of course. Who, who and your I friend Chape. Um, and he's nasty. Number one in Chile, Sora. This should, it's gonna be it's gonna be a vent should, full uh, of nasty warm people. Your heart. Right? That's the idea. It's gonna be super cool. Um, Sora, hey yourself, you're going. Uh, do you have ten more minutes? No. <laughs> Uh, sorry no I, I, yeah my bad man i, I didn't know it was a a, a two-hour type but that's my fault all good i think we uh you know we we got into a rhythm we we started chatting yeah. it was that's not a bad thing this is a good the episode doinking came out you know what i mean like the doinking came out yeah the doinking um, came out for sure um, big time say, doinking yeah i mean i'm excited for him to pull it out he said he was ready to doink on stage so it takes a lot of guts to do something like that but shout out to yeah. himself for just having the guts i don't 
Um, yeah, it takes a lot of guts you. to be a doinker. Yeah. All right. Well, well, now really. you're getting into the doinking, man. Uh, you were anti-doink for yeah, so much. Gonna make a, I'm going to make a combo video called It Takes Guts to Be a Doinker. <laughs> I did want to say thank you, boys, for having me on. Though. This was a lot of fun. For um, sure. It was nice to meet you both. And I'm excited. Are you coming to Smash World Tour as well, Edwin? Uh, no, I, I got holiday obligations and, and stuff. I can't. Disgusting. I'm a married man, Sora. I'm too, oh, I'm too, uh, he told me oh, to sneak him in, up. and I was like, it's an open, <laughs> call, it's an open bracket tournament, dude. Yeah, you oh have to my be god, sneaking. that was so funny. <laughs> that is so yeah. fucking funny. You can just, <laughs> you just buy entry. <laughs> you were like, what do I have to do to get you in? Uh, and I was like, no, oh, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. Buy, I, I will be at Genesis, though, uh, Sora. So if That'll you, be if sick. You wanna, we'll if you want to grab there. a drink, then, yeah, and I'm done. I'm a shoey? Would you do a shoey, Edward? Oh, dude, one thing quick before I go. I do want to hear what you say about shoeys. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything to say about shoeys. You're going to do insane. one? Uh, I don't know what one is. <laughs> Juan asked to do... So a shoey is when you pour beer into your shoe and you drink it out of your shoe. Juan asked to use my shoe for a shoey. How fucked is that? Use your own, you animal. He's like, but they're Yeezys. Like, and then he, up. well, he eventually used his Yeezys for a shoey, yeah, right? Did. It was for the, it was for the best. It was absolutely for the best. Um, yeah, I guess like, <laughs> I'm not opposed to drinking out of a shoe. It's more like, maybe this is the, the posh American in me. I'm more oh. opposed to drinking out of my own shoe that I was just using all day. Yeah, I, I'm with, uh, I'm with weed on this. I might have to pass on the shoe. It's not even me drinking the the beer that's been the shoe. It's me having to like have a shoe that is now damp. Yeah, no, having to walk around in the damp shoe that's just like leaking is so fucked. Okay, we'll it's... we'll figure out the logistics of it. I might do a shoey <laughs> at some point. I might yes. bring a you know, who knows a pair of beater shoes. Is that fake? Is that like not true shoey? Whatever, we'll figure it out. We'll I appreciate out. I appreciate having you on. Uh, no worries and thanks chad as wait, well i, I appreciate, appreciate it yeah um for sure where can people follow you um at lil trickshot on uh lil trickshot on twitter uh, i'm gonna be streaming soon because i'm gonna be doing mass gaming here because i'm addicted and i want out i really want out but um, no, if you want to see me in my journey to struggle getting out of gaming it's sora underscore ssbm on twitch um this is at sock ssbm is there any underscores yeah. Yeah, follow him, not me. I would prefer that. Thank you so much. Hey, hey. Oh, oh. Whoa. hey, whoa, hey, whoa. don't turn your head, man. Hey, whoa. Hey, whoa, man. Sorry, sorry about him. He's, he's had a bit to drink. But hey, hey, thanks so much for the podcast, boys. Hey, hey. Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everyone for watching. And I know this is a. Uh, it's a, it's like a lot to talk about in an episode, but I mean, hey, I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk about it. Um, yeah, me too. So, yeah, if, if you, uh, I'm going to. You know, do some plugs real quick. Uh, you know, if you if you liked what you watch, you can watch this live on twitch.tv slash melee stats. If you uh, if you missed the episode, you can always watch it on our YouTube melee stats archive and you can go over to the main channel melee stats. If you just want to watch our long form content, uh, if you want to check out our Twitter at melee stats pod, we're going to post daily results from around the world, both online and off. You can also check links to our uh, website, MeleeStats.co, where you can see pieces like Monday Morning Marth and When's Melee. And if you love what we do, you can just support us over on Patreon.com slash MeleeStats, the best way to support us. And uh, yeah, the wonderful episode, Sora. I'm glad we had you on. And, it was uh, a lot yeah, of fun. I, I will. That was a blast. Next episode we have, I will report back if I've done a shoey, if I did squares, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll talk I'll about it. I'll make sure he does. I'll, I'll force him at the tournament. Don't worry. He'll be stressed, but he'll figure it out. People will like <laughs> miss turn sets because of me doing it, but but yeah, it'll be worth it.
It'd be for the best. All right, I'll get to it too, lads. Peace, guys. I'll see you. Peace. Thanks for watching, everyone.